Well, and welcome to the Coffee and Heroes podcast uh, with your host, as always, Alan. I just love saying that, just to wind Keith up. Um, Who are you again? <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're recording the podcast. This is the previews podcast, so this is for February. Uh, so this is the previews book has arrived. The orders are due by February 22nd, always a Friday. And uh, it is for releases in April. So again, we're just going to take you through it. Uh, I'm joined, always happy to say bye, myself, Keith. I'm Vicky. And Roddy. You know, Vicky's subbing him for Karen this time. He couldn't make it, unfortunately, but, you know, gives us the, uh, the female perspective on things. I try. <laughs> because we don't have Stephen here to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and you have better music taste than him. Um, yeah, so we, we sort of experimented with a different format last time. We sort of, we have the previous books in front of us. We're happy just to sort of go through them, give you an indication of what's coming out. Um, we, but we have a few spotlights in mind. We do have a few spotlights, and it's killing me, but it's about 60% Marvel, 40%, well, maybe 39% indie, <laughs> and uh, 1% DC, and even that is uh, a very good title. How's everybody been? <laughs> Not too bad. Yeah, yeah. pretty good. Yeah. How are things in the store? Store nice and busy. Uh, yeah, good January. Expected it to be a little quieter, you know, but... Uh, no, we were really, really good. A lot uh, of big titles in January, though. Wasn't a lot there? of big. Well, there's big titles every week, to be honest. I think yeah. we've talked about it a few times, but I think we're in a really great era of comics where mm-hmm. there's so much choice, so much diversity. There's something for everyone. Indie comics have never been, you know, more welcoming. I would say, you know, no matter what you're into, we will find you a comic. You know, yeah. whereas definitely, you know, you go back twenty years, it was it was superheroes. It was a, you know, maybe the industry was struggling a little bit, but now. I think there's there's never been a better time to be in the comics. Did I hear you had a uh, celebrity in the shop today? Well, I don't like to kiss and tell, you know. Um, okay, well. Uh, yeah, with really randomly, Jonathan Ross was in the store today. Um, he is actually a published comic writer on top of all of his talk show host commitments and everything else. Big personality, of course. I didn't even recognize him when he came in. Uh, I just sort of saw this relatively... I hope he's not listening to this. Uh, scruffy looking guy come in I was that's just... different from the rest of us how <laughs> <laughs> I recognise your faces I probably recognise you before I recognise him um, but yeah I was, I was chatting to a couple of our regulars uh, Phil and uh, Stephen just you know we always say hello to everyone who walks through the door so I gave him a quick hello and then he had a look around and then one of the uh, the other regulars sitting at the counter just sort of mouthed that's Jonathan Ross so yeah I had a good wee chat with him lovely guy he may be in Belfast for a while uh, based on what he was telling me so hopefully we'll see him in a game uh, I wonder how he heard about the show I'm really curious about that myself um, he is a self-confessed geek he loves comics he loves games um, so I'm really curious how I heard about us was it a google search was it I'd love to find out yeah. to find, find out the next thing if he is in again I would definitely would because I, again I don't think you know it's Smithfield is not the, an area with a huge footfall you know a uh-huh. lot of it is people specifically coming to our store or coming to the retro game store or the cafe whatever but it's not really a big walkway area so I don't think he was just randomly walking around Belfast and then went oh there's a comic shop do you find Coffee and Heroes is somewhere that needs to be seeked out almost a little bit I mean word of mouth is a big thing for us we're obviously a huge social media presence we do daily updates we you know try to inform people what's coming out we we have a little event coming this Saturday I should say we're recording this Wednesday the 6th 
hopefully get this out as quickly as we I can. We're going to have more celebrities in the store on Saturday. Well, an even bigger celebrity, Keith. Oh, geez, oh, Saturday. your head is, is growing here, you know. <laughs> or maybe you're talking about Aaron. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, we're going to be doing a little event this Saturday. We'll talk a little bit more about later on. Um, but yeah, I mean, people have had to search us out, but word of mouth is spreading, and you know, everyone who walks through the door is, you know, seems to be digging what we're doing. So, you know, keep it going. Yeah, onwards, good. onwards and upwards to poach a phrase from a uh, similar store in Belfast. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, things are great with us. Um, how about everyone else, Roddy? Yeah, things are good with me. Preparing for a couple of launches. I've got. I guess we'll talk about. A launch later but i'm preparing for a launch in korean tomorrow back in keith's homeland yeah so absolutely. um so. inspire the uh, mental health charity here as i don't know if everyone knows that i wrote a graphic novel called tales of the fractured mind which is all about mental health and they available at coffee in here yep <clears throat> like all our books will be soon <laughs> Um, but yeah, they commissioned me to write um, a comic with um, the North, I think it's the Northeast Community Creative Writing Group. And so they gave me, I went to, I've been up to their um, class like loads of times. I've actually took the class, which was oh, wow. probably one of the best experiences I've ever had. Um, and then, so they gave me loads of poetry, loads of ideas. And then I went away, wrote the story. Then I gave the story to Rollins, Rollins Kalnis, who's an amazing Latvian artist who did Tales of the Fractured Mind and a story in Tales of Fractured Worlds, so, as well as loads of other things. And uh, yeah, so we're launching a comic called The Burning Memory on tomorrow, which is the 7th of February on Time to Talk Day, which will probably have passed by the time uh, you listen to this, but um, that's what I'll be doing tomorrow. It's, uh, it's a busy, Busy time. And Where is it at in Corinne, really? Corinne Town Hall. Oh, wow, the town hall. Yeah, okay, so we're, town. we're taking over the entire time. You know? Okay, well, I, uh, <laughs> I'd certainly but it's, put the word out yeah, to it's some good. folks it's, that um, I know in the, in the local area. Things are going well for Fracture Press. Um, <clears throat> is it an all-day yeah. event in Coleraine? It's uh, two to four. Two to four. But, um, yeah, probably won't matter when you're listening to this it does when you've got Coleraine's favourite son sitting across from (laughs) you he will be on social media all night tonight (laughs) guys two to four town hall be there we'll be square but yeah things are going well it's been stressful couple of months because I made well like I put together Tales of Fractured Worlds and that took a long long time and then with this burning memory it was like about a month ago it was like can you do this can you have it done by the end of january and hey we did it so here it is um completely different experience to the the other comics um but i'm very excited for it um got roland's roland's calmness who did the art can't be there but donna a black who's an amazing belfast artist is coming with me and she will also be there at another event that is yet to be mentioned okay. that will be mentioned at the end perfect right. there's a wee Lovely. teaser but uh, she's coming up tomorrow so I'm very very excited she's done she did a story in the back of the book so it's like okay. a wouldn't say back matter but it's like um, it's a little I won't say no more because it's a little okay. teaser to what she's done in the book so, I'm so very, just very a, excited by it just the bottom line that that's the Burning Mind Burning Memory Burning, burning Memory yeah. uh, release tomorrow which is the 7th 7th of February, 7th of February yeah. in Korean Town Hall Korean from 2 Town o'clock Hall. to 4 o'clock 
but um i guess we'll say no more but um i'll be there there's also loads of information about like mental health um services you can get up there cool if that's sort of anything that floats your boat i so, think that's yeah. important for everybody yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely and how about with yourself Keith I mean we will talk a little later on about a certain music based indie comic book Ooh. but I believe things are going well for yourself yeah. in the world of music well my my day job uh, will not mention it's been a been a stressful week but uh, my my other job as manager of No Oil Paintings uh, a Belfast based uh, band has gone really well we had a lovely uh, lovely show uh, supporting a, a Canadian touring band called the Dead South uh, in the limelight in Belfast on Thursday night. Um, 750 strong sold out crowd. And uh, the response to uh, to No Oil Paintings was really fantastic, uh, really good. So some good things coming out of that. We're just setting up to uh, record a video for a single. We're going to be releasing the first I am available year. for filming. <laughs> well, you know what? We're looking for a couple of extras. So Coffee and Heroes is also available for filming. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's busy enough. It's busy enough. And there might be another gig coming up soon? Uh, we have got uh, a gig in Belfast on the 21st of February. Uh, 21st of February is Output Belfast, which is um, the Northern Ireland's biggest industry, music industry event. Uh, and in the evening, it's all uh, showcases. So No Oil Paintings have a showcase event in 39 Gordon Street on the evening of the 21st of February so uh, get down and get a wee look yeah I'll be there and if you can't check them out on Facebook or Spotify which Mm -hmm. you can and I do listen to quite regularly because it's good jamming very nice thank you for the support may even be a coffee in here as we you know night out that night we shall see just maybe don't come to the store Friday morning Um, well, I'll be fine, but I don't know. Yeah, shut up. Other people, the tail would be. Um, but yeah, that's that's a little bit about us and everything. Um, but yeah, you're here for the previews. Let's be honest. Um, yeah, we, we we did come up with that format before of just flicking through the books. It sort of breaks my heart that we will be starting with DC, and I can't remember a month where I've recommended so little from the DC catalog. Uh, it's not because what and, they're doing yeah, is it's, strong. It's, it's uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, there, there's loads of great stuff in here. It's just, I mean, what we like to use the previews for is to give people starting points. Yeah. I mean, people come to comics at totally different times. Some people, you know, come to it, you know, five years old and are in it for the rest of their lives. Some people, hi. <laughs> <laughs> some people watch, you know, Batman Begins and then it takes over their whole life. I'm sure, you can guess who that is. Um, but. We like giving people starting points no matter what the month, what the, uh, time of year it is, or what the publisher is. So with the DC Previews book, as I say, it's just interesting this month that I literally picked out one thing. Although I have noticed the second one flicking through it here. Um, but yeah, there, there is great stuff in here. I mean, Heroes in Crisis is continuing. We're going to be as far as issue eight in this case. It's almost, finishes with almost nine. Finishes, yeah. Yeah. finishes with nine, yeah. And Heroes in Crisis, I've thoroughly enjoyed. I am... Really looking forward to seeing where it's going, and unlike other DC titles that shall not be named, it hasn't really suffered from too many delays. Nope. I would uh, say, and it's been a solid, solid uh, quality of writing, quality of art. Yeah. Uh, yep. Big time. Um, but yeah, so here's a Christ Albania. The one that really stands out to me, and again, we were using that word spotlight, but one I'd like to bring a bit of attention to is actually a title we've already got a few pre-orders for this, and it's an original graphic novel called Six Days. The incredible true story of D-Day's lost chapter. 
So uh, this is a DC Vertical original graphic, as I say, 136 pages. Uh, it's actually on sale. It's an early solicit. It's not out in April. It's actually out in the first week of May. And this is to do with a uh, to do with a D-Day drop into um, World War Two. Yeah, it was into the French countryside. Yeah, it was. It was a D-Day drop that um, they were uh, they landed about 18 miles south of their actual target, and it was referred to as the worst misdrop of the D-Day campaign. Uh, so a group of soldiers are you know basically massively behind enemy lines, and it's all about them trying to get their way out. Uh, it's a, it's based on a true story. Uh, one of the writers, actually Kevin Moore, uh, his uncle, I think it was. Um, oh, sorry, I beg your pardon. It's Robert Vendetti. It was his uncle. He actually fought in the battles uh, around this area and is a key character in helping with the um, the research for this title. So artwork artwork looks great. Um, Robert Vendetti is the guy who did surrogates. <clears throat> Yeah, he did surrogates, yeah. which was a movie, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Bruce Willis it's became a movie. Good. Yeah, not a very good movie. I know him more for really good. he did a good flash run in U fifty two. Green Lantern run, Green Lantern as well. So, uh, I think that'll be one to look out for. <clears throat> uh, flicking through here, I mean, new action comics been very very strong. Uh, this is a continuation of uh, Leviathan. Leviathan. <laughs> Leviathan rises. Um, as, so <clears throat> Leviathan rises. Uh, don't know too much about it yet. Is it linked to Leviathan, which is uh, Talial Ghoul? I really do hope so. Uh, and it's I, prominent in Silencer at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I've read the first issue of it. Really enjoyed it. Uh, Steve Epting on art, which is a big draw for me. Uh, former um, Captain America, good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, also did Velvet. Also mm -hmm. the artist on. You you know if you listen to this podcast, you've probably seen our social media stuff, but we're now stuck in a range of comics called TKO Comics. And the definite standout title is Sarah, which is written by Garth Ennis, but arts by Steve Epting. Got that in store at the moment as well. But yeah, the first issue of Action Comics I thought was great for uh, Leviathan Rises. It's um, It was 1007. Uh, again, still a few copies in the store, so if you fancy jumping on to Superman, uh, I personally think Action Comics is better than Supes at the moment. I don't know anyone else's thoughts on it. Uh, Superman is carrying the story of uh, Jonathan Kent. Uh, and his return yeah and I'm really enjoying that uh, you know the, the sort of most yeah it's 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 pretty cool I'm really enjoying it that's ben, they're both Bendis aren't they I mean I would say that you know Bendis coming to DC has been a pretty big success in terms of quality of story yeah. um, I haven't read any of his Wonder Comics <clears throat> stuff but uh, certainly Superman and Action Comics yeah. have been yeah, I've just managed to read Young Justice number one, which is very good, but I haven't read Naomi. Um, there are a few more coming out. One called Wonder Twins and Dalich for Dalich Hero. Dalich for Hero, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've talked about those in the last one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the good thing with Wonder Comics, what Ben this is trying to do is, you know, try and create a few titles that might be suitable for younger readers as well. Um, you know, I had a good example. Actually, I had a, a mum in store today who wanted to pick up something for her nine year old son, really wanted to get into comics. And Young Justice, she left with Young Justice number one. So, um, hopefully, day 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 in the Walking Dead. <laughs> Maybe not. Deadly class. <laughs> so deadly class, right? No, your son will be five, fourteen in five years. You know, that's yeah. the age of these characters. No. Um, deadly class will get mentioned further on this podcast, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, flicking through, as I say, there's there's lots of there's lots of good looking stuff but it's all continuations um, I mean just because it's a continuation doesn't necessarily mean it's not a jumping on point yeah. I mean, clever 
clever creators will put regular jumping on points you know between stories or arcs yeah that you know will allow new readers to jump onto you know yeah I mean that is a good point I mean any comic I always say to people a comic is like an episode of a TV show a graphic novel is like the box set any any episode of a TV show it will it will have a story with a beginning a middle and an end and I think the same is true of any single issue comic but it will be part of a larger narrative yeah you try um, to jump on True Detective on episode 3 that's going to be yeah, tricky yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally nullify my point there um <laughs> Yeah, flicking through, I mean, uh, Batman 68 and 69, continuing the Nightmares arc, which I've been massively enjoying. I have to say, although it's on a little bit of a break at the moment with the uh, Heroes in Crisis tie-ins. Again, different artists for each uh, issue. You've got Amanda Connor, the lovely Amanda Connor, I should say, who we were lucky enough to meet last year, uh, doing 68, and Yannick Paquette doing 69. Uh, it's just occurring to me. Um, Tom King, mm -hmm. writing Heroes in Crisis. Tom King, writing Batman. Uh, Batman's recent arc uh, certainly has been interesting with regard to uh, perceptions of reality mm -hmm. uh, what's happening maybe not necessarily uh, taking place in reality but taking place in Bruce's head mm -hmm. uh, Heroes in Crisis being about recovery from mental health yeah. issues interesting yeah well, I mean, all of Tom Keane's stuff at the moment is fantastic, and it it just it does delve a little deeper into what makes a superhero tick, and that's what I'm really enjoying about. It. I think it's stuff that you know can definitely be explored and explored. Sorry, I should say in comics a bit more. So, um, Tom Keane's one of those guys. Whatever he writes, you know, I'll, I'll jump on that straight away. You know, uh, Batman Beyond Thirty One. Uh, Batman Beyond is a consistently strong title. Mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned early on about uh, Batman animated series and Batman Beyond and that and really that, that, that Dan Jurgens on it is just fantastic he's he's really exploring that universe has he uh, been writing it from the start I for Rebirth I believe so I think so could be wrong mm -hmm. uh, it wouldn't be the first time <laughs> <laughs> actually a cover there by one of my favourite artists Chris Samney who uh -huh. was you know, obviously on Daredevil and Captain America and so forth uh, Batman Beyond I must admit it's something I've never really read but it's something I kind of feel like I really should get into Kevin Smith's comment last week that uh, if uh, they uh, they forgot about if DC forgot about the Batman movies for a few years made a Batman Beyond movie with Michael Keaton as the old Bruce Wayne it would make a billion, billion dollars yeah, they wouldn't get my money <laughs> yeah they would yeah, <laughs> absolutely would yeah. totally overrated and as Batman. the director's cut box said yeah. No, no, my luck. Bloody Tim Burton would direct it as well. <laughs> Terrible those early Batman movies. That's a, it's a whole other story. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> uh, you know, give me. I, I say Easy the same thing. Right? Back to the book. So see, just very quickly, a quick aside. See if they did a Batman Beyond movie. I would love to see George Clooney be Batman. George Clooney was not George Clooney when Batman Robin came out. He was a TV actor. He, I reckon, give him a chance to redeem himself. He's always been apologetic. Well, you do understand that Batman Beyond is a young man, and the and the, the character. Yes, that, so it's the older Michael Bruce Keaton would yes. be playing would be the older Bruce. Wayne. Yes. he is no longer. That's Batman. what I'm saying. But you give George Clooney that older Bruce Wayne role, and let him bring through a young Terry McGuinness. But let George Clooney redeem himself for the pile of crap that was Batman. Well, Robin. no, no. You see, because we're getting off topic here. Yes, yeah, because Michael Keaton. It happens. As a, that, as, a, as a proven actor you know with, with the stuff that he's done more recently 
Uh, and I think well, the idea so of. So is George Clooney as well. Well, what's George Clooney done recently? How many Oscars Michael Keaton won? <laughs> I know you love. The, I know you have a real reverence for the Oscars. Oh, 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 <laughs> I mean, Oscar-winning Suicide Squad. Well, Black Panther is somehow nominated for Best Picture this year, but Infinity War is not. Go figure. Um, um, but anyway, so you know, I just uh, the fact Michael Keaton is a as an old. I mean, he played Vulture and exactly he's Marvel. He's turned his back on DC. But he, you know, as a as an older Bruce he's Wayne, dead to us. creeping around that mansion with that big dog, that would be awesome. His voice and. And Terry McGinnis is a year, but he sort of has played that role already in Birdman. Yeah, like the older agent superhero. Exactly. So do you so want to do you want to see him again? Absolutely. Do the same thing. Yeah. I personally don't. <laughs> but yeah. if you're going to wait ten years, give it to Bale. Simple as that. So there's there's some previews. You know, interestingly, <laughs> Christian Bale is two years younger than Ben Affleck, so you can actually bring Christian Bale back to Batman movies now that Affleck's dead. Totally getting off topic. I'm going to stop. Okay, one last thing. I would say <laughs> uh, I can see Vicky face palming her uh, forehead. This is the story of my life. We were talk. Uh, we've been talking a lot with the, with people who come in the store, you know, asking opinions about stuff and all the rest. And obviously, there was the news that Ben Affleck has stepped aside as Batman, and Matt Reeves is going to take a younger, more dynamic um, character for it. So, I would love to see Ben Barnes take over as Bruce Wayne Batman from Punisher. Oh, Jigsaw. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you look at Punisher season one. He is a good-looking guy, perfectly like, perfect beard, perfect hair, perfectly dressed, all fitted suits. But he can handle the physicality. I would just have suggested Roddy based on that description. <coughs> yeah. Nothing. Hair's too long. Too much hair. <laughs> the, hair would, the hair would get. We're talking about hair length. You know? said perfect. I, and beard. Like which one of beards? I don't think he would cut his hair yeah. even for Batman. <laughs> but no, it's an interesting thing. I would love to know people's opinions and like if there was actors that take over that role um, but he just has immediately stood out to me and someone did some fan art of him and he actually like retweeted it and shared it as if to say yeah I'd be down for this so yeah same way as Jonathan Lang Jonathan Lang retweeted and shared the stuff about Cable and yet didn't get the role in that horrible Stephen Deadpool Lang. movie yeah. Stephen Lang not Jonathan Lang Stephen Lang he's Jonathan Lang I have no idea it doesn't matter <laughs> it's a made up individual um, but anyway um, I'm getting dirty looks from Vicky I'll continue um Batman Who Laughs number four continuing um, yeah I mean the, the one thing that did stand out to me I would say in the previews is uh, Detective Comics 1001 so obviously March will be getting Detective 1000 be a big event um, it'll be an anthology book similar to what Action Comics 1000 was but with it they're bringing the Arkham Knight into the uh, comic continuity as a character who previously only existed in the uh, Arkham Knight games so I'll be curious to see how that goes because 1001 would essentially be a jumping on point for that um, I'm guessing what they'll do is maybe like a 6 to 8 possibly 10 page preview in Detective 1000 to show you the direction they're going in and then this would be the first issue proper um, Peter J. Tomasi great writer so I, I would have plenty of faith that that would actually be really really good I uh, jumped off it so uh, I might take the opportunity to, well I'm going to take the opportunity to jump back on for 1000 and, yeah. uh, and see what happens last <clears> issue of damage yeah I mean this is this is something we've sort of thought looking through the uh, the DC previews this month there is quite a lot of series coming to an end uh, when we looked through last month there was um, Suicide Squad came to an end Green Arrow came to an end uh, in this issue alone, damage is coming to an end. Titans is coming to an um, end. Got it a bit now. That's, that's um, kinda, you know. Well, did you not say it was sort of like Titan? 
at the moment. I yeah, the way but the team's it's interesting been disbanded. because the team has obviously Nightwing has is having his own issues in his book, which are reflected in the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Flash and um, Arsenal are having their own issues in Heroes and Crimson and Crisis. Well, it's, well it's, you know, not breathing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so kind of decimated the team a wee bit. But the story's been fantastic, and the characters they've recruited. <clears throat> have been fantastic so it just seems to be getting its getting on its game again yeah. and, and then in April to cancel on it yeah I mean my thoughts on that is that the Titans TV show has exceeded expectations for a lot of people I'm only four episodes in I'm enjoying it I wouldn't say it's blown me away but I'm enjoying it but I think it's been a bigger hit than they were expecting Ooh. and I fully expect them to relaunch a comic with the Titans lineup very similar to what's on the TV show I would say that that. You're, you're probably exactly right because the Titans book has become nearly like a, uh, a cosmic-ish book mm-hmm. um, they're exploring strange new worlds and uh, the Kyle Rayner the Green Lantern has just joined the team and you know they're, they're the Titans mission has been to uh, head off the effects of the source wall energy that's pervading Earth mm-hmm. and they ended up on another planet and all sorts of stuff so I think what you're probably going to find is they're going to cancel this Titans book and then they're going to relaunch it as a more street level book yeah how you have a street level book with Starfire and you know is another thing yeah and Raven so. yeah yeah but uh, I think that you're, you're probably going to find it a wee bit more down and dirty and gritty and yeah. stuff we, and, and, and was that the same with because um, they re- was the rebirth book of Suicide Squad around the same time as the film um, was that a similar situation I think re- no because rebirth was 2015 and I think Suicide Squad the movie was 2016 because I remember when I saw the cover to Suicide Squad the rebirth relaunch it was um, clearly he modelled Harley Quinn on Taylor Swift mm. oh, and, once, yeah. and once you see it you can't <laughs> okay, not see yeah. it uh, as opposed to obviously Margot Robbie so I think it was just preceding that but the lineup of the team was quite similar if I remember yeah. from when it relaunched um, but yeah I just wonder if there's something going on at DC at the moment with in terms of there's a lot of titles coming to an end um, I mean even we were saying Heroes in Crisis there as an event it's nearly over um, there's titles being sort of brought to an end left right and centre the the only one I know that is safe is Batman because Tom Keane has said I have a 100 issue arc and mm-hmm. it's going to go up to 102 now because uh, I don't know, two years I mean, in crisis yeah I mean but, Nightwing not, not sure what's happening yeah. with this Rip Grayson arc you know but uh, yeah Okay. Yeah, that'll be uh, is, uh, something to keep an eye on definitely has Damage the last of the New Age of Heroes books uh, no because I believe that there still is still Brimstone going on um, I, I thought Brimstone was going no, on no new issue of Brimstone okay. from right. out today okay. um, about Silencer Silencer still Silencer, going Silencer is the best the Silencer Damage. and Damage were the two that stood out for me you know the rest yeah. of them take them or leave them um, but yeah you know further going through the book here something that stands out to me is actually it's for an interesting reason, but there's two issues of The Flash, 68 and 69. The reason these stand out for me is the variant covers are by Mitch Dredds, who was the artist on Mr. Miracle. Uh, he did Batman 62. And he his variant covers, he said, are highly, highly influenced by how much he enjoyed Spider-Verse. Oh, okay. yeah, I can see like that. In terms yeah, of the know. style, yeah. the brightness, especially this one, you know, obviously this being a you know listening medium, yeah. as I pointed <laughs> this one. But uh, there's one where the Flash is running by a, a car and someone sees him in his wing mirror and it's just just bright oh, and colourful nice, yeah. and it's they're beautiful, Although, beautiful covers. We should say Dan Mora does the 
No, no, well, the normal covers. Mm-hmm. He's a fantastic they're, artist. They're fantastic as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, gotta give him props too. Well, Flash has been one of those titles as well. It, it's one of the very few, similar to Batman. Actually, it's had the same writer the whole time. Uh, yeah. the, the current Flash story is about his quest for the uh, the the mysterious other forces outside of the Speed Force. Um, again, related to metal and the Source Wall, and uh, he's been on a like a. a a, a world quest he's been all around the world looking for different things with, with Iris uh, and I think that those April issues of uh, or April release <coughs> issues of Flash have him back in Central City <laughs> the city from which he is from Central City yes, Flash there we are Coast City is Green Lantern okay um, speaking of Green Lantern number six uh, coming out I mean, I, I absolutely adore Green Lantern, but I do find it hilarious that Grant Morrison said this is going to be a stripped-back procedural about space cops, and then issue three has him confronting God and watching people bidding on Earth and all kinds of high-level stuff, but it's it's such a great series, though, I have to say. Um, Justice League, it looks like there'll be a, actually we jump on point here if you're interested in Justice League with issue 22 as issue 21 is the conclusion of a storyline called The Sixth Dimension. Uh, Justice League, again, we, we cover it nearly every time we do one of these. It, it can be a very up-and-down title, but the annual recently was absolutely tremendous, so it was. Um, Justice League Dark, shout out for Karen. Well, you know, we'll have to. I mean, Swamp, Swamp Thing's on the cover, Detective Chimp's arms on there, Keith's favourite character. Um, he, he's a big Detective Chimp fan. <laughs> Just read issue seven, and you would be a fan. Believe me, he actually is a really good character, as stupid as it as it seems. Um, yeah, continuous the Nightwing. At this point, we still have the word in there, Rick Grayson. So don't still know what's no, going on. Don't know what's going on. Uh, that's actually a pretty sweet cover for Red Hood Outlaw, with the penguin trapped in a fish tank. And I thought that that's that's the Red Hood on the cover, but yeah. it looks an awful lot like the the kid who was in the Mortal Men. Yeah. Which was another one of those new age of heroes books. Uh, Shazam will be up to number five. I've, I've dug the first two issues of it so far as well. It's been fun. Silencer's been solid since the start. Yeah, so it's um again. I mean, with Silencer, it's up to sixteen, and there's no mention of a final issue because they will always sort of state if something's coming to an end. I do know that Suicide Squad Black Fives. That's the last issue of that. So the Terrifics is somehow still going. Um, tried and tried to get into that just. Wasn't for me. Was on it for a while. Jumped off it a few weeks back. Oh, with that beautiful Adam Hughes Superman variant cover, really nice as well. Um, sure Titans, yeah, Titans, Titans final again, issue we've already discussed. Uh, the Wildstorm is a great book. I'm really enjoying it, and the reason, uh, the reason that I'm really in issue twenty two, the reason that I highlighted it is uh, because uh, it's a retelling of of the Wildstorm universe. Uh, which includes, you know, a, a variety of different characters you were familiar with, but the uh, the byline on it is the Sparks has the, the authority. authority. You spell authority with a capital A. The authority's back. Uh, it's fantastic. So Warren Ellis is doing a great job in that book. It's just every every issue is just something a wee bit special. And again, just feeding into our narrative, it's at issue twenty two. There's only two more after that. So there's after. another title coming to an yeah. end. Mm-hmm. Um, it's marginally linked to the DC Universe uh, but it, it's a wee bit aside 
you got Wonder Woman. G. Will Wilson stuff's been good on it so far, I have to say. There's been some uh, cool stuff there. Um, the and then stuff. again, you're under the Wonder Comics, Wonder Twins by this point. It's up to issue three, but issue one of it is due out in the next week or two. It's worth noting that that's not written by Bendis. Yeah, I mean, he's just the curator of yeah. Wonder Comics line, but he is writing some of the titles. He wrote Young Justice. I'm pretty sure, I will have to confirm this, but I'm pretty sure he writes Naomi as well. Yep. yep. He co-writes that with David F. Walker. Um, and then the other title, what did we say it was again? Um, there was one more Wonder Comics one, which is escaping me at the moment. Um, oh, it's Dalage for Hero. He's not writing that, I believe. Right. But uh, yeah, he's continuing with Young Justice, which will be up to number four by April. And then we're just into trades. Uh, there are a couple of good ones in here, I have to say. Batman Hush, if you've never read it. Hush will always be in my top five Batman stories of all time. This is actually, it's worth mentioning this actually. DC have started this range of graphic novels called Essential Editions. And in the last little while, you've had Justice League, Dark Side War. You've had, just out this week, you had Green Lantern, Blackest Night. There is uh, Batman Court of Isles. Now there's Batman Hush, there's Superman. Is that an Essential Edition you loaned me, the Court of Isles one? No, that's the Absolute. That's the Absolute. So Essential Editions, they're just regular sized trade paperbacks, but they're just rebranding them into this, like, you know, if you're looking to get into this character, look at the Essential okay. Editions. Right. And they're good starting points mm-hmm. for people. Um, but Hush is one of the absolute best stories. I mean, I've read it. I, I would absolutely love it if that was what Matt Reeves was looking at doing with the next Batman movie. Mm. It's a detective mm. story. It's grounded. It's not saving the world. It involves every single Batman villain at one point or another, plus a great central romance with Catwoman. Absolutely brilliant book. So it is. Um, the uh, the Jinx World stuff. I, I don't know your your guys' thoughts on it. Cover and Pearl, two different titles. Bendis launched. Haven't touched them. Um, yep, I read the first couple issues of Pearl. Nibbled off it a little bit. Um, Green Lantern Earth one coming out in the new trade paperback form, as well. Um, so yeah, there's a couple of good bits and pieces here, but I have to say, by and large, it's a it's a relatively weak month for DC although again just as I mentioned the DC Essential Edition another shout out to you Karen. Uh Swamp Thing <laughs> Protector of the Green this was a great story actually this was uh, Schneider and Jeff Lemire in the new 52 um, so this actually includes some crossover issues from Animal Man which Jeff Lemire was on at the time um, so I would highly recommend that and then we're into the statues is there no black label stuff on what's black label (laughs) hold on I might be able to find you like a black label statue or something yep there we go so there's a DC designer series black label Batman statue uh, removable Batawang I don't know whether that's included or not but uh, please don't mention black label we don't need to go into that again as a retailer it's so frustrating it's um, every month the previous book arrives I'm hoping there's going to be a wealth of black label stuff you know, the, do you know the only way you know Black Label's still going? Greg Capullo keeps um, teasing Batman imagery on Twitter for a story him and Schneider are working on called Last Night. Oh, yeah. It's the only yeah. reason I That's know why the, uh, Black Label's still going. Uh, so, well, I suppose you've got White Knight 2 as well. Black yeah, but they, they sort of shoehorned it in the yeah. Black Label, didn't they? You know, it's, it was a, it's not the same. It's a brilliant enough story to stand on its own, you yeah. know? But, like, even in, on previous previews books for DC you could see they were rebranding a lot of trades into Black Label Kingdom Come um, Superman um, for all seasons um, All-Star Superman and they were putting all those under the Black Label banner but even in this one there's nothing so it's 
Black Label's been a huge misstep. Uh, we've, we covered it massively before, so I'm not going to it. But every month, I, as a DC fan, I'm just like, please show me something. You know, reward Still the faith. Still nothing. Still nothing. So, Shall we yeah. kick on with Marvel? Yeah, I'm away to hang myself for an hour. <laughs> wow. Because there's so much good Marvel stuff, this one's coming. Um... <laughs> yeah, there's there's some good stuff, uh, good stuff from Marvel uh, released in April, but uh, I think top of the bunch, uh, we've mentioned it that it has been coming. In April, it is here, War of the Realms, uh, by Jason Aaron, Russell Dodderman, and Matthew Wilson. Uh, so War of the Realms is spinning out of stuff that's been happening in Thor. Jason Aaron's been writing Thor for a long time now, uh, through the Mighty Thor. And uh, Thor got Thor got a thunder the mighty Thor and now the Thor title he's gone through uh, the God Butcher and those storylines and uh, whenever he initially took over he's gone through uh, Jane Foster's Thor uh, prior to which the Odin son became unworthy being Thor of holding Mjolnir um, and then most recently with the Odin son coming back to the title of Thor but still unable to wield Mjolnir um, but you know sort of racing at that you know so Jason Aaron's been on Thor for ages his run on Thor is going to be seen as one of the classic run of Thor mm-hmm. of Thor of, of history but uh, War of the Realms um, is subtitled The World at War The War Rages Across All Ten Realms uh, out in uh, in April are War of the Realms 1 and 2 of 6 uh, but this crosses into As Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers, Mighty Thor 3D, which is a one-shot, Thor 12, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, uh, Venom, and then a variety of War of the Realms. There's definitely uh, one title there that stands out as a little weird. Which? Squirrel Girl. Girl. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I've never touched it. Uh, War of the Realms, Journey into Mystery, which of course is the classic title in which Thor began. It's one of five. War of the Realms, Punisher, which Vicky was interested in. War of the Realms War Scroll, which I believe follows Daredevil, uh, who now has the sight of the Bifrost, whatever the hell that is. And War of the Realms Uncanny X-Men, just so the mutants can be involved. Um, In your opinion, based on previous Marvel events, how important are tie-ins going to be? I don't know, but it's just handy that I'm already getting most of these titles. (laughs) (laughs) Usually I would really resent that, the fact that these things, but... uh, the other thing is because Jason Aaron is the guy behind this I have perfect faith in what he's doing yeah. and, uh, and uh, so I'm kind of interested in, in what's going to happen because that was one thing I was talking to Alan about the other day obviously I'm not reading any of those titles and sort of Punisher obviously was one of my picks for this month but so I was wondering if I read the Punisher story do I need to read anything else that goes with it that will largely depend on the story I would say that's going on in Punisher um, so just to just to the story itself um, the War of the Realms so what's what's been happening in, well to give you a basic geography of the realms <laughs> strap in people he so, has notes <laughs> so the uh, the word tree uh, Yggdrasil is is the is the word tree of Asgardian mythology in which all of reality exists, and there are ten realms. So let's go through these quickly. I'm really looking forward uh, to the pronunciations yeah, of these. So, <laughs> uh, so anyway, there's been a war raging across the ten realms that has been uh, fermented by Malekith, the dark elf, 
uh, and it's all his political machinations he was so brilliantly played in the second Thor movie I believe he was brilliantly played but the Thor the movie itself wasn't Christopher Eggleston uh, yeah he was Christopher Eggleston uh, but yeah so he's he's a manipulator and he's a he's a bastard um, so he's been manipulating the town realms so uh, they the, there's a one sheet in a lot of the comics now the, the Marvel comics this, this month which shows you the fate of the town realms after these after the last year so Svartalheim which is the home of the dark elves reigns supreme Svartalheim reigns Jotunheim which is the home of the frost giant giants is ascendant heaven which is the home of the angels uh, Thor's half sister who was in Top Cow originally as a publisher mm-hmm. Angela oh uh, Angela yeah. yeah so they have they have uh, they folded that into the Thor mythology the Thor mythology and uh, so they're you know the angels of uh, myth uh, they've sided with the devil mm-hmm. they've sided with Malekith you know he's he's made them an offer in Godfather terms that they couldn't refuse uh Muspelheim, which is the home of the fire demons, and Surtur, the, the, the lord of the fire demons, it just wants everything to burn. Uh, and then we get on to the positive realms. Asgard, home of the Aesir, the Asgardians that we know, it's been destroyed. It was destroyed last year completely. Uh, and a lot of the Asgardian refugees have moved to Earth, uh, which is really interesting at a time whenever we're all focused on like real life refugees mm. who are running from crises and, you know. Trump's building his wall and you know all of this stuff we have as guardians as refugees moving to earth I'd like to see Trump's wall keep them out um, uh, Vanheim which is the home of the Vanir uh, Freya who is uh, Thor's mother is Vanir they were the, like the wise gods uh, it's you know it's 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 fallen uh, uh, Nidavellir which is the home of the dwarves which you'd be familiar with from Endgame that's where uh, where they forge they, the new they the new hammer. It's, Would it not be Infinity War? Then? Yeah, sorry, Infinity War. You're right, absolutely. Uh, is in flames, uh, set on fire by uh, the fire demons of Muspelheim, and that's where we saw. Um, oh, what do you call him? Um, oh my goodness! One of Thor's three uh, three bodies, uh, played by Ray Donovan. Um, Lee Schreiber. Nope. 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 Ray Stevenson. Um, Ray Stevenson, sorry, not Ray Donovan. Uh, what do you call him? Oh, um, since you said Ray Donovan, I was thinking the TV uh, show. What do you call him? It's escaping me. It doesn't matter. One of the, one of the, yeah. Anyway, it's in flames, and he became the war god. It was a whole tragic, fantastic story. And Alfheim, which is the home of the Light Elves, has been conquered. Uh, you know, and uh, Niflheim, which is Volstag. 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 Yeah, lovable Volstag became um, became the War Thor. Fandral uh, Hogan. Yeah, there we go. Thank you very much. Fandral the Warriors who, Three. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Fandral, who was very happy to be yeah. killed off because so awesome. Niflheim, which is the the home of Hela, which we saw in Thor. Ragnarok. Yep, absolutely. Uh, it's in chaos, and Alfheim, which is the home of the Life Elves, has been the Light Elves has been conquered. Kit Blanchett's character was Hela okay. in Thor Three Ragnarok. Okay. You're thinking of Lady Sif. Yeah. So that's uh, that's nine realms. The last realm of the ten realms that's left is Midgard, Earth. So obviously, what's happening in the War of the Realms is that the War of the Realms is coming to Earth, um, which is why to New York are, specifically. No I doubt. would well, obviously <laughs> to New York. Um, New York so, gets luck. Yeah, so I guess that's you know that that that's the finale, the finale of it. Um, you know that's where it's that's where it's all finishing off. But of course, a War of the Gods. 
coming to Earth means that you know people like Daredevil and Wolverine and Luke Cage and She-Hulk and the Avengers and Spider-Man and all of the, all of our heroes can get involved suddenly. You know, so it's it's quite an interesting turn. Um, is that like Doctor Strange as well? I quite I would imagine it. Um, you know, so all of the other realms have fallen to Malekith except Midgard, uh, home to Thor, beloved humans, home to heroes and gods alike. Now at last it burns, and Thor won't even be there to see it. All hell breaks loose in New York City as Malekith and his allies begin their invasion, and the greatest heroes of the Marvel Universe watch as the Earth falls. Really looking forward to this. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting myself excited just reading about it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I um, should say it's going to be a six issue miniseries. It is. It looks like it's going to be a fortnightly title um, based on the fact there's two issues, issues solicited in this, yeah. in this one. Which, you know, I we've talked about release scheduling a few times in comics you know is a month too long sometimes it is when you've got a, a narrative with so many characters I think fortnightly it works really really well so I'm quite happy that it's fortnightly uh, for that yeah so I'm looking forward to this normally crossovers and miniseries don't really set me on fire they sort of pull you out of the main series but Jason Aaron has been building this like a pro you know what I mean so if you're reading Thor this is a natural this will naturally segue into natural escalation I'm really interested in some of the crossovers um, I'm really interested in the fact that Captain America is riding a Pegasus uh, <laughs> uh, Dotterman's art is clean and beautiful and I'm, I, you normally see him drawing gods so I'm really interested to see him drawing you know our more human gods you know yeah. Spider-Man and our you know Captain America and, and Black Panther and so forth um you know, obviously, titles like Thor will keep this on Journey into Mystery, uh, which is a, a three-issue mini-series. Avengers is going to be interesting again. Thor's a member of the Avengers, so that makes perfect sense. Uncanny X Men. The only way I can see Uncanny X Men getting into this is that uh, Danny Moonstar, who's Valkyrie, uh, who Danny Moonstar, um, who's a, a member of the New Mutants, uh, was a Valkyrie. So mm -hmm. I can I can only imagine, and I see from this cover that looks like Danny Moonstar and Magic and Wolfsbane and Karma. So it looks like the New Mutants involved in that, and that's written by Matthew Rosenberg, which is never a bad thing. As Guardians of the Galaxy, Colin Bond, that's an obvious one. War of the Realms. This is the one that's sort of based around the Daredevil, gifted with the sight of the Bifrost. Daredevil watches all of Midgard burn under Malekith's invasion. How will the Guardian of Hell's kitchen guard an entire Earth turned to hell? find out in a story by Jason Aaron Andrea Sorrentino uh, on art there at yeah. least for one uh, uh, all of this and more including a new Hard the Duck story by Chip Zdarsky <laughs> the world needs more Chip Zdarsky hard the uh, of course Venom's going to be an interesting one just in the fact that and again Colin Bunn but just in the way that Donny Cates has been uh, tying the recent Venom story into the stuff that Jason Aaron did with the God Butcher so that's kind of interesting I do find it interesting that Donny Cates isn't writing that though yeah it I, I was, that slightly threw me you know and uh, yeah we'll see what see what happens there uh, Jerry Duggan writing Punisher three issue miniseries looks like War of the Realms has brought monsters to the streets of New York City but New York has a monster monster of its own Frank Castle that's why I love that cover just we've it's shoving a gun down that's a frost giant's throat yeah uh -huh, absolutely Frank Castle like pinning his jaw open so he can yeah, pinning the jaw open with both feet just so he can shoot down straight into it yeah that one grabbed me as well 
I have to say probably something to do with the fact we've been watching the Punisher TV yeah. show so recently well, and then the the Punisher series at the moment has been very solid and very enjoying that at the moment so oh the Punisher comic at the moment that's one of Marvel's well. top, yeah, yeah it's one of Marvel's top three in my opinion I, uh, I love it at the moment Frank will be damned if hell is damned to hell if he's going to let a bunch of Ten, re- ten realms, ten point tyrants terrorize his town. Say that <laughs> three times fast. That is alliteration <laughs> at its best. Ten realms, ten point tyrants terrorize his town. But uh, given That's he's a one man army against an army of monsters, hell might soon have him. The War of the Realms is about to meet Marvel's one man army. Expect punishment. Uh, yeah, awesome stuff. Squirrel Girl. I'm just gonna. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that'll be top of your pile that way. Yeah. Uh, Polybagged is always an interesting thing. Cause that usually means it's hiding a spoiler. Right, uh, with the mighty Thor, it's uh, you because you say it's a one shot. It's a one shot, but uh, it looks like it focuses on Jane Foster mm. uh, because that? obviously Jane Foster lif- lif- lifting the uh, huh. lifting Mjolnir uh, is a tragic event, uh, as we know. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's War of the Realms anyway. Avengers: No Road Home by April will be most of the way through. Yeah, uh, we'll finish it actually in yeah. April. I think uh, it really, kicks off yeah. next week, I think. Ewing, Zob and Wayne I'm really looking forward to that uh, you know and uh, Marvel are having their True Believers month a lot of reprints Thanos yeah new Thanos series I think the artwork for this is pretty pretty special I'm not too familiar with the uh, the writer I must admit Marvel Knights 20th she was the the writer on, on that it's not probably Kate started that did no. Yes. Hard take yes. over. Yes, maybe. Oh, right. Teeny Hart's done a lot of um, indie stuff from uh, like Euthanauts at um, what do you call the Shelley Bond IDW imprint? Uh, Black Crown. Black Crown. Yeah, yeah the, 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 um, yeah, Punk's Not Dead yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Major X, one and two of six by Rob Liefeld. Move on. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm kind of. I'm. I'm kind of interested, but only because Cable's on the cover. Uh, old Cable. Uh, yeah, like old Cable who was supposed to be dead at the end of Extermination. Uh, that, that's uh, Beast. Oh, is that Beast? Yeah, that's Beast. That's Storm. Deadpool. Uh, I don't know. I might. I might pick it up as a look at those covers with feet cut off. <laughs> yep, as a guilty pleasure. But look, feet. Feet. <laughs> They're not feet. They're blocks. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, Symbiote Spider-Man by Peter David Greg Land um, I think we were all sort of interested in this one yeah it could be maybe five issue miniseries yeah. this one I have to say the artwork preview pages look pretty yeah. sweet covered by Scotty Young oh really and Art Jarn Spidey's getting a lot of and uh, Tom McFarlane um, <laughs> miniseries at the moment isn't he well I think this one's coming off the bag of the annual yeah uh, that, uh, the annual you know, we, we discussed yeah. was fantastic. Symbiote's not out. Yes, it's uh, <laughs> you know, it uh, discussed the symbiote. You know, the the, the the saga of the alien costume from the symbiote's point of view. So I think this has come off that. Peter David Wright and Spider Man is always good for me. Um, and it seems that this is set during the original Black Suit Saga, uh, with an all new tale that pits the wall crawling wonder against that most mystifying of menaces. Mysterio, who we know is going to appear in Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, everyone knows that Spider-Man's infamous black suit would someday become the wicked web-slinger called Vellum, but what happened before Peter Parker discovered the black suit's sinister secret? Find out in this dynamic tale from comics legends Peter David and Greg Land. Yep, I'll probably grab that. Uh, yeah, I think I will too. It looks yeah. 
the reissuing Amazing Spider-Man 252 which was one of the classic the classic debut of Spider-Man's black suit uh, Amazing Spider-Man 18.HU obviously oh, linked yeah, to Spider-Man yeah. The Hunted which is continuing in Spider-Man 19 and 20 with parts 3 and 4 uh, Craven based animal hero villain type stuff uh, first, I've uh, just seen Invaders number four there. Yeah. Really enjoyed the first yeah, issue of that. Absolutely, read um, that a couple of days ago. I, I read it uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it's they're really they're digging into something they've never really dug into before, which is linked to Marvels, mm-hmm. uh, which was that period where uh, Namor, good guy, bad guy, good, good guy, guy, bad, bad guy, guy. Yeah. yeah. But but that period there was a long long period between uh, the Golden Age and the Silver Age mm-hmm. where Namor. Who disappeared, you know, and then Johnny Storm of the Fantastic Four found him as a bum on the streets of wow. New York, and uh, there's a there's a classic scene where in Fantastic Four where Johnny uses his uh, his flaming finger to shave the yeah. scruffy beard off Namor, and then realizes that it's Namor. It's just like wait a minute. Yeah, so <laughs> they've never filled in that space of what happened during those years when it, you know before Johnny discovered Namor as a yeah. bum, or how he ended up as a as a, a memoryless bum on on the streets of New York so this is that secret history of Namor and somehow or other Charles Xavier is involved uh, which is not a, a link you would make but uh, yeah it's it's been uh, the first issue was fantastic Captain America Namor Winter Soldier fantastic stuff um, yeah um, Tanahishi Coates on Captain America the Captain of Nothing read the first issue of that this week that's a really really lovely series um, how it's going Mortal Hulk. Pretty much wax lyrical about that every time. Yeah, interesting. Second second, strength, second trade of that side in the next couple of weeks, mm. actually. Um, I start to wonder how long it can go. Uh, they're now in their third issue where Hulk's in hell. And I'm not sure it's... I don't know. I'm not mm. sure it's if it's maybe losing me a wee bit. I'm not sure. We see. This 2020 approaches an Iron Man. Uh, your thought was... What was to do with Machine Man, wasn't it? Yeah, and uh, I think as a as a we talked about during the week, the twenty twenty, the two zeros in twenty twenty are these yeah, stylized cogs, cogs, which cast me back to Iron Man twenty twenty, who has these sort of cogs in his shoulders, which I think he originally premiered in, in an mm-hmm. issue of Machine Man. Yeah. So, so I think Iron Man twenty twenty has something to do with that. Uh, issue two of uh, Spider Man's adventures in the PlayStation Four game universe. Best cover of the, the week, maybe. Could be best the cover month, of the year. The year, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, obviously, I, it's, obviously, it's too yeah. early to say cover of the year, but I think that's now the cover to beat. We're looking at uh, issue two of six of yeah. Chip Zdarsky's uh, Spider-Man: The Life Story, and we're in the seventies. And there's a lovely, uh, a lovely orange cover, um, which is. Uh, dominated by a mer disco ball with the face of a pumpkin on it, being held up by a small Spider-Man on a web. Uh, so the seventies was the time that uh, Norman Osborn was uh, preeminent as a as a villain, the Green Goblin, hence the the pumpkin bomb. But yeah, this is going to be a great series. Yeah, I love those covers. They're so minimalistic, aren't they? The, yeah. the other one with like the Nam the blue chopper cover is yeah, like glorious as well. Spinning next to it. really really interesting yeah. to see what the eighties one looks like. Yeah. <laughs> It's interesting as well, just on the same um, the same double page spread. You've Web of Venom, so 
Um, they've been building up more and more stuff with Carnage through the Web of Venom so series. Of one shots, yeah. But what's interesting is again, Donny Cates is not writing this, mm. and he's written all the rest of the Web is of he? Venom stuff. Okay, and he's not writing Venom. And he's not writing Venom. I'm wondering if he's taking a little break, or you oh. know, I, I know that he's adapting the uh, one of his indie comics for a movie. Uh, right, he's doing the script for it, God okay. Country. But I'm just, I was just something to notice because he's been yeah, very mentioned that before. Been yeah. very hands on with all that stuff yeah. so far. Both Superior Spider-Man, two issues in so far, very good stuff. Um, Miles Morales by Salad and Ahmed, great stuff as well. Really enjoying where uh, where Miles Morales is going. But the uh, the one for me this uh, year, this month in Spider-Man is Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man Five by Tom Taylor. I've read the first two issues of uh, Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man, and I can tell you this one is going to be a tearjerker. This one, this one is going to be a uh, one that's going to make gonna make folk cry um, well Tom Taylor has reputation for that you know getting us all teary at the Alfred issue we the, obviously the Father's Day talked issue, about yeah, uh-huh, but yeah Friendly Neighbourhood Spider-Man two issues yeah. in brilliant stuff uh, not gonna spoil anything but uh, the, the byline for this a bomb drops in Peter's world when Aunt May finally fesses up to Peter about what's happening yeah great, great title so far yeah very very good um Guardians will be as far as issue four. There's Donny Kate still on that. Yeah, that's the one title he's writing that month. Okay, interesting stuff. Uh, Annotated Marvels that actually starts next week. We've obviously spoke about it before. It also has a absolutely stunner of a cover there mm. with Silver Surfer just yeah. up at the face of Galactus. It's just absolutely yeah, incredible. The Lotto at the Lotto. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, the Marvels that kicks off next week. Um, got a good few copies coming in this store, so 104 pages per issue. I'm really interested to see what this looks what like. What it's gonna be like, yeah, yeah exactly. What it, uh, please don't be the size of Batman, Dan. Uh, please don't be the size of Batman, Dan. Fantastic Four. I don't need to talk about it. They went an issue last month. We talked about and it's uh, or in the reviews last month. It's a yeah. great book. Fantastic Four. Dan Slot's killing it in that. Um, Daredevil none of us can comment on uh, part 4 will be out in April number 1 just dropped today no spoilers but um, some great covers yeah I haven't I mean the cover for issue 4 is incredible the Punisher on there Daredevil on the bulletproof vest in the middle instead yeah. of the Punisher symbol uh, really looking forward to digging into that I must say yeah. Cosmic Ghost Rider Winter Soldier 5 finishing cover. with the scrolls we talked about <coughs> Matthew Rosenberg still in Punisher yeah Jake's fan there but this is the cover that maybe rivals Spider-Man for you just for the pure curiosity of it yeah um, a great image of uh, Stephen Strange dropping the Galactus helmet down on his own head uh, no idea what's going on can't relate it to anything that's going on in Doctor Strange at the minute interested to see what's happening uh, Edge of X-Man I really enjoyed the story I'm really enjoying uh, Uncanny X-Men uh, but I just haven't picked up on this uh, on these spin-offs call at all uh, I think they're trying to sort of redo Edge of Apocalypse or something but just hasn't just hasn't grabbed me what has grabbed me was the uh, Uncanny X-Men annual that uh, I read recently uh, which spun out of um, Extermination mm-hmm. and uh, we've seen the, re- the return of Cyclops which the, the annual had a great Cyclops story in it fantastic to see a Cyclops story again how he's how he's come back to life and everything so that annual's worth picking up and then he's on the on the cover of issue 16 and it looks like he's been shot in the head oh dear 
Still great. Upturn in the quality of annuals in the last few mm. months. I mean, we've talked about them before being maybe slightly disposable, but between the Batman Annual 3, the Uncanny X-Men Annual, uh, the Amazing Spider-Man Annual, uh, and then I've, I've mentioned quickly the Justice League Annual, so there's been a real upturn in quality of annuals recently. Uh, Pretty essential stuff. The X-Force book is going great. Uh, Ed Breeson, um, relax, re- issue 6 released in April. Uh, strife on the front cover I have to say X23 I've been enjoying that but that could be just me being biased towards anything Wolverine based Yeah. X23 has been quite a good series I haven't read obviously that's issue 11 uh, issue 9 then came out today week, yeah. so um, it's alright we're all biased on this uh, podcast uh, you know one thing or another Ed Breeson's <laughs> Dead Man Logan's six issues in under 12 that's what yeah, you're reading as well I'm reading that and the, um, the Long, Long Night. Night that's the podcast adaption yeah um Issue two came out today as well, so I've got it. that to read, and, and that's quite good as well. So Conan the Barbarian is fantastic. Jason Aaron again. The art's fantastic. The writing's fantastic. Is Conan in any of the background really pictures of War of the Realms? No, no, no. I quite like that. Yeah, the, is he coming into the Avengers though? Is there no, something he's, we noticed he's last gonna week? he's gonna appear in uh, No Road Home. Oh, okay, that's it. <laughs> as a as a character, I think alongside Scarlet Witch, some sort of reality bending thing, but. The covers, the writing, the prose story at the back. Yeah, it's fantastic. fantastic. Yeah, have a savage suit of corner, and I haven't read yet, but I've I've certainly put it up. And Bailet is the Bailet, uh, by again by Tina Howard. Uh, is uh, a heroine character in in the Conan mythos. Uh, so yeah, that's it. Star Wars corner, meh. Yeah, Star Wars stuff hasn't really grabbed. Didn't have to get a Star Wars fan to. Uh... Didn't um, Kieran put something down for Star Wars? Ah, uh, there was a Tie Fighter uh, mini series he was looking at, um, which seems like the laziest title in the world to me in terms of specifying a character. Star Wars Tie Fighter. Tie Fighter one of five. Enter Shadowing, the Empire's salvation, the Rebellion's doom. As the war against the Rebellion stretches on, it is the innocent people of the Galactic Empire who are most at risk. An elite squadron of TIE fighter pilots is assembled to help protect Imperial interests and hammer the Emperor's fury down upon the treasonous and violent Rebel Alliance. But how far is this untested team willing to go to preserve law and order? And are the pilots of Shadowing as loyal to the Empire as they seem? Alright. So it's a tale. It's a tale, <laughs> chronicling the uh, the heroes of the empire in the last days of the civil war. Yeah. I would say the writer of that, Jody Hauser, is the writer of the Stranger Things tie-in series. Ah, yeah, wasn't bad. That was alright. Wasn't bad. Wasn't as essential as I'd hoped it would be, but uh, um, yeah, we're coming through now the Marvel catalog to the trades, and there's some. You know, we we said before a few times Marvel celebrating their 80th anniversary this year. And they're reprinting a lot of great old stuff. Yeah, a lot of a lot of timely stuff as well. So, uh, some nineteen thirty nine stuff in the golden age of Marvel Comics omnibus. Uh, Masters of Suspense, Steve Stanley and Steve Ditko omnibus. Yeah. Uh, with all of the strange worlds and worlds of fantasy and amazing adventures and journey into unknown worlds and mysterious tales and two gun western sort of stuff. Uh, Marvel Comics 80th anniversary, which. Uh, has the saga of the original Human Torch, Marvel Zero, and a whole lot of that sort of stuff that uh, is chronicled in, in Marvels will be will be in that yeah. uh, trade that Marvel Comics number one 80th anniversary edition. Uh, Marvel's monster-sized hardcover. 
328 pages Marvel 0 to 4 I'm hoping that's going to be something similar to the DC Absolute range what it isn't is it's not the collected annotated no we were trying to figure it out page count doesn't doesn't page count doesn't add up but also we were looking the date because it's an early solicit for July but that's definitely the one right there that stands out to me Mm. oh that's going to be a beaut Amazing Spider-Man Omnibus Volume 1 includes Amazing Fantasy 15 and what is it the first 30 issues 38 issues first two annuals Strange Tales 2 and Fantastic Four annual number 1 so Uh, let's be honest we're all probably never going to own Amazing Fantasy 15 no you know we've made peace with it but uh, that doesn't mean you can't have the story and you know reprinting all those early issues as well um yeah I'm definitely going to be picking that up myself and throwing it onto my large pile of omnibuses in the red I would say when you're on one order two because uh, June's my birthday and April's two months before that so it's only (laughs) Um, it all works out yeah fantastic yeah grab that I mean I've got the I've got the essential June's also my birthday so I mean if Alan's giving us a birthday present Mm. hold on a second here this this conversation took a weird turn (laughs) (laughs) so I mean I guess I've got the essential editions which were the black and white newspaper style editions that yeah. they released with these stories but that's full colour yeah a thousand and eighty eight pages hundred dollars I'd say that'll be worth it hundred percent not to mention unused covers critical essays and bonuses galore oh, we, we nice. went back to the mighty Marvel yeah. archive to restore each and every page in this volume for painstaking accuracy to the originals there's no kidding this collector's edition is guaranteed to be to, is the guaranteed be all and end all book for the true Spider-Man fan that's me sold yep uh, Star Wars Decades 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 <laughs> Leviathan <laughs> Leviathan uh, Marvel So they've done Marvel in the 50s 60s 70s And the 80s So the 80s covers kind of interesting We've got uh, Not Captain America But US Agent uh, Thor in his In his Odin Force costume The Grey Hulk Spider-Man Or uh, Iron Man In his uh, uh, Silver Centurion costume And Spider-Man In his black costume Yeah, were awesome <laughs> yeah. Man without fear. This this is one that not a lot of people seem to have read. It'll be out in trade paperback in May, but this is the connective tissue between the death of Daredevil arc and the new Zdarsky relaunch. It was a five issue miniseries. I absolutely adored this, but nobody seems to have read. It. Um, I'm fever- feverishly trying to loan out my copies to people at this table, and I will feverishly borrow them from you, just so I can happily talk to them about it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, Spider Gwen, Ghost Spider, um, Killmonger was there as well. Killmonger was there, yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's meant to be a very good series, but Brian all, Hill. all about the artist on that one for a brilliant okay. artist. Um, no, you dig Brian Hill too, don't you? American Carnage and all. Yeah, so. I mean American Carnage been a great wee series actually. Punisher Volume Two, Warren Begilia, uh, which is the villain, na- the villain nation, Hydra nation. Uh, again, we can state how good that series is. Punisher, sure. I mean, but loads of good trades here. Yeah. Spider Man, Doctor Strange by Mark Wade Volume Two was that, 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 that's a good story. Amazing Spider Man, as you say, Volume Three, Fantastic Four, Fantastic Four, Mortal Hulk, Mister and Mrs Grimm. Yeah, some really, some really nice trades actually as well. Um, yeah, Thor by Jason Aaron, the complete collection. Okay, there we are. <laughs> Scrap uh, that amazing yeah. fantasy order. <laughs> Thor by Jason Aaron, the complete collection, volume one, trade paper back. Uh, penciled by Isad Rubik, Butch Geis, uh, Ron Garney. Um, so, this is the first 18 issues of Jason Aaron's run on Thor, God of Thunder. Uh, if, they could, if they're going by Thor by Jason Aaron, the complete collection, volume one, trade, 
they're going to release the entire Jason Aaron yeah, volume 2 volume if you want to jump on to possibly the best Thor run of all time that's where you would start um, yeah uh, Jason Aaron started this with uh, the story was in three time periods we had our Thor the Thor that we're familiar with we had young impetuous Thor he was hanging out with Vikings in Norway and being their god at the top end of the table drinking and whoring uh, and then we have King Thor in the future with one golden arm and three daughters you know and uh, so it's just fantastic and then in, in recent three daughters three different mothers no idea no <laughs> idea who, you know so so I I actually if there was one trade I was going to be grabbing on this it would probably be that if I didn't already have the original issues um, yep absolutely if you're yep yep if you're not reading Thor you should be that's all going to lead towards War of the Realms yeah. how many volumes do you think that ends up being I don't know um, <laughs> I would say five or six maybe I think Jason Aaron has written over a hundred so issues when, when did he start it oh well how many is in that collection Eighteen. so you're talking yeah over a hundred issues yeah you're talking five six minimum at I this point I would say so um yeah, that's going to lead into the into the Thor through the original Sin stuff. Thor becoming unworthy. The uh, Jane Foster's Jane Lady Foster, Thor. Yeah. Or, you know the yeah that that would be worth grabbing. That would be worth grabbing. Uh, okay, uh, my my <clears throat> my bolt is shot. <laughs> so it looks like a very good month for Marvel. Yeah, better actually than I thought. Actually going through it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just as you were saying, just flicking through the War of the Realms stuff alone, just getting excited. And the, uh, the pop quiz on uh, Yidrasil, the word tree and the geography of the Asgardian Realms <laughs> will be next week. So. You will be quizzed when you come into the store. <laughs> I hope you were listening to every detail. <laughs> it's almost record time that is DC and Marvel done, I would say, for us. Uh, which just leaves us the, uh, the big book to go. Roddy's just realised he hasn't opened his beer though, so you know oh, Vicky's going to no try way. and do it as quietly Don't as possible. Call me out on it. Oh, you have to be called out in this sort of stuff, you know. But Too um, thank, you. thank you. Yeah, so we'll jump on to the uh, the indie side of things. Um, as we discuss very regularly, the indie stuff is always just as strong as the DC and Marvel stuff. Um, I will throw out a quick shout out. Just uh, they're starting to advertise the free comic book day stuff. Um, free comic book day is always first Saturday in May. Um, and this year it is Saturday the 4th, 4th of May, so 4th, so yeah. which is also Star Wars Day. May the 4th, 4th be with you. Surprised you knew that, considering your disdain for Star Wars. I love Star Marvel Wars. Wars. <laughs> I just, uh, I'm just uh, the the comics at Marvel and Kieran Gillen's writing Star Wars. Uh, you know, it has been since yeah. more or less the start, but I just never. I think there's I, almost like too much of it. There's too much. That's exactly to what it is. I, I, I just, into, it's, you know? it's impenetrable. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like the fully operational. <laughs> Death Star. <laughs> so it has a weak point somewhere. <laughs> so it does now, yeah. So um yeah, so free comic book day. Take it away, Vic. So this year obviously we've last year we had we didn't have the bigger store. We obviously didn't get the comic lot that we had, but we've got some of the older um, comics from previous years of new really, uh, free comic book day, but we will be getting a few of the newer ones. But there's ones here that I can imagine not for selfish reasons what is free comic book day it's exactly like it sounds free comic book day is a day where you go down to your local comic book store um, no matter what you pick up you'll be leaving with free comics as well okay. um, 
I mean, we've always done it in a way where, you know, if you spent, if you bought anything in store, you got five free comics. If you spent over ten pound, you took ten free comics. You know, so it's it's all about rewarding people who, you know, obviously invest a lot in this medium all so year round. A, do you know like record store do it? Mm-hmm. Um, but like how, how many of these comics can you are you gonna get realistically? I mean, realistically, there are a lot of titles for free comic book day. There looks to be anywhere between thirty and forty there. Um, you know, we're obviously in a position now with the store where we can maybe tailor them a little bit to knowing what people are into. Well, you know. Well, there's ones here like the Buffy and Firefly ones, which I know that would cater towards a lot, quite a few yep. people in the store that yes. like Buffy or Firefly. So I can see us probably trying Strange, to get them. Stranger Things as well. I, I, I mean, does anybody not like Firefly? I still haven't seen it. Yeah, I've seen it already. No. So it doesn't I exist in this dojo. Still hasn't. <laughs> um, but there's also ones that DC are doing like top secret gold titles, and I think Marvel are doing yeah, like they, an Avengers one. They announced them usually a little closer to the time. So. so just sort of ones that are a wee bit sort of. We'll see what happens and see if there's any nice ones there. But there is one that obviously would always. Um, stick out to mind is Deadly Class. Obviously, Alan's love for Deadly Class. Everybody's love for Deadly Class. If you hold on, I was going to say, <laughs> and also my love, and I know quite a few of the regulars that have become sort of fans of it, not just the comic, but the TV show that is three se- episodes in. Um, you guys watched it yet? Yeah, it's Every fantastic. And I saw the first one. We've yeah. been we've been sitting watching it with the comics in front of us and comparing the really? comic to the show. But, it's um, terrible. With Deadly Class, it's a one shot, so it's something that's not actually within the main story. Yeah. but it is an original story. But it yeah. is an original one. So, so new comic book day isn't necessarily reprints or no. old well, stories. There are original stories. I think you'd look at it as like there, there's an annual. They're sort of yeah. like mini annuals, maybe, well, or so, like teasers. Well, sometimes or... they are just reprints of older stories, yeah. you know, um, or they'll like I think there's a Riverdale one there, for example, which I think that they've cut out, say, four starting points from four different comics or whatever. But oh. Deadly Class is one where Rick Remender's already been on Twitter saying this is brand new. It's to do with some of the origin stuff for King's Dominion, um, which I'm all over. Um, I see one there, Interceptor, with um, Donny Cates and Dylan Burnett for yeah. Vault. Wonder, is that what Donny Cates is doing? That's what he's doing. He's working on new Vault title. He seems to get around his like, he does. I mean, uh, companies. Not like, a lot of people seem to know yeah. it, but he does a great um, story the for Aftershock, um, Aftershock yeah. called Baby Teeth, which is to do with the Antichrist. So, I mean, the, the idea then is that, you know, people can come into the store people who don't normally read comics yeah. and go oh I can leave with a free comic book essentially yeah but I mean the idea is that you don't be a dick and whenever you leave with a free comic book you also buy something from your yeah, local I mean, comic book yeah. store yeah. I, I must be honest I don't know how other stores run it I mean with us uh, you could come in you could buy a can of coke you could leave with five comics we, we just would always say like as long as you pick up something leave with free comics but I suppose the idea is um, it's to get, get people down to your get people into the and store and get new people into comics yeah. so these might be we testers for them see yeah, which ones they like and obviously with the ones that we will be getting out of the previews this year um, we may only have a, a limited one of these ones so obviously it's first come first, first come song. first serve every time but yeah. obviously with the ones that we already have we've got a few more of those um Obviously we've got yeah. the we'll have a big range, yeah. But so, we will make um, sure to get these titles, yeah. And Sweet. also, we always have, um, we always do sort of maybe wee little treats in them that you might find something that maybe a bit more sort of yeah. nicer and huh? sort of. 
Just yeah, we threw a few dynamic forces ones in last year, and the last time, time, the last time Vicky promised me a wee treat, I ended up with a giant sausage roll. That I think that is a wee treat. I think. <laughs> it was a big treat. It looked like a big treat to me. But um, yeah, like there's some good stuff by the looks of it. Obviously, the tick. Spoon yeah. caters to everybody. So, can you uh, Spider Man? No spoon. With these titles, can you just can you order a yeah. certain amount? Yeah. So the way it works is that you order like say you have to order a minimum of twenty five of certain titles, that kind of thing. So I mean they're all available for order. Oh, and I must they're say under, they're under gold, silver, and bronze here. Yeah, I would recommend the Scout Comics one because my friend has a two issue pr- or two issue a two page preview of his comic called Red Winter in it. Nice. So the Scott, yeah, Scott one's called Midnight Sky. So, but Michael oh. Gordon, he's a great uh, Lisburn. I think he lives now. Um, I was going to say Belfast, but Lisburn <coughs> writer. So if you're the Greater Belfast conurbation, yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, we'll he's from Lisburn. Well, so, yeah, we'll get a good few titles in. But as I say, it still is a few months away. But they are starting to solicit the titles, so we thought it was, you know, worth giving everybody a little bit of an, an early heads up about that. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll move away from the uh, the free comic book day stuff and into the the indie section, which always starts with image. Yeah, because <coughs> well, image is becoming one of the top three, I think, along with DC. And image Marvel. is fantastic. It's yeah. I read more number one for me. I do read obviously a lot of Marvel. Obviously not everyone knows I don't read so I match today it's terrible don't even have a good previews book I mean I well, you, un- you unmatched yourself by saying it's fair to say that you know I might be predominantly a Marvel mm. fan you may predominantly be a DC fan yeah. but we're all we're all indie fans, fans. Like, yeah. and uh, even today before I left the house you know my, my girlfriend who is not uh, a traditionally a comic book fan I, I went well there you go you enjoyed day number one there's day number two well, there's the first three issues of Middle Earth Middle West sorry uh, and there's the there's the there's the first issue of Gone for Hits you know what I mean all image titles and all even... probably going to be on the review show <laughs> <laughs> but the thing with me obviously I only started reading comics when Alan and I started going out so it was like a hundred years ago not quite that long I used yet. to have dark hair when we started going out yeah, shush. But, <laughs> Sorry, um, Vicky, you stay fair. <laughs> but um, in order for Alan to get me into comics, he didn't want to just go, here's a Batman story, here's a Spider Man story, read these and tell me which one you prefer. He, you went numb. Neither. Well, yeah. But um, he, we went in, he got his pull list, and I was looking around, having a look. And I think you looked at me because I was getting about 20 titles as if, what the hell are you picking up? Well, yeah. That was weekly, and I kind of accepted that. But I started flicking through some because obviously Forbidden Planet don't like bagging and boarding. Um, meow, meow. <laughs> um, but I, the first one I always remember picking up, it was It Girl, um, it and the Atomics. Um, it was by the All Reds. The All Reds, and mm. it was just, just fun and lighthearted. And then I know, I remember picking up saga because the guy in forbidden planet was so passionate about it saying this is going to be the next big thing in image and and he was right and obviously you all heard from my um sort of end of year podcast sort of me talking about saga how much it's one of my favorite ones and sort of i i can't not isn't it funny how 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 the circle completes where you know you were you were criticizing 
Alan for picking up 20 titles and now someone like Alan is your perfect customer uh, <laughs> and, 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 and yeah, this guy from Forbidden Planet was totally ranting about Saga yeah, and, now and now it's, you're it's me that that's, person yeah, yeah it, the, that's the thing that's where obviously it's nice that we don't like the same things don't get me wrong we do like the same comics of like image but like I have more obviously Mark Miller stuff I will I'm wax lyrical about it I read all of his stuff some of it's not as good as other things but um, obviously Alan loves his Batman and he has tried God love him he has tried so many times to get me to read Batman but it's just not my thing so he's he's learned he's like try it if you don't like it that's fine I won't get you to read it again so it's good that we've got our separate things and I'm going off topic so we're going to move on to my first pick which is self-awareness is a wonderful thing yes it is <laughs> my first pick for image is fair lady it's number one so obviously it's a sort of always a good point to start with and um brian Shermer. Shermer, and you're gonna have to help me with the claudia name. balboni oh what a great name balboni <laughs> um and marissa louise so two female artists um, for this one, Fair Lady number one, series premiere. I think it's an ongoing. It doesn't seem to have any sort of mention of uh, how many issues it is now. We and also, what's worth noting there is forty pages, so it's going to be an oversized number one. And it is the normal three seventy um, uh, price tag on it, so it's nice that Image do bigger comics, but still keep it. They do. They are excellent for that. In fairness, I mean, a criminal number one launched last month and beyond just being an excellent comic uh, launched with a 40 page um, 40 page premiere issue but for the same price so so with this one it's um, every fancy epic ends with a war but what happens when the war is over that's what it starts out with so that sort of obviously that there's always obviously there's war going on in our lives there's war going on in other comics so just sort of seeing this and it's interesting that it starts out at the end of a war rather yeah, than you know. through a war at the start of the war so it's sort of seeing how people cope with after a war so it goes after posing as a man to join the army Jenna folds, folds returns home to the field from an, for a new start as a fair man Specially licensed private private investigator, uh, but sexism doesn't end on the battlefield, and as the only fair lady, uh, Jenner gets stuck with the cases nobody else wants. Hitting the streets to solve the field's overlooked mysteries, Jenner finds that the smallest cases hide the biggest secrets. Nice. It has a very black, sad feel to it, which is something I've talked about before. Um, black sad is one of those sort of noir detective stories where animals take the place of humans but you know they can walk they can talk um that's what that looks like to me something very very similar um shimmer and balboni are not this is the um, they collaborated before in on a book called blackjack ketchum yeah, um, oh, it was a great wee western title. Yeah, like a, a dreamlike version of the old west. Yeah, I've never heard of it. Very underrated. I have copies of it in this, the first few issues in the story. Really, very I'm underrated. A big fan of the old west. Yeah, Blackjack Ketchum was was good stuff. Okay, so it was. So, so that's actually nice to know. So that does. Uh, cool. But it looks lovely. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's just sort of reading the first couple of pages sort of caught my eye. Sort of about the art and 
sort of the storyline the way it's going so oh hold on they got me if you like the Dresden Files <laughs> you'll love Fair Enough oh okay. yeah I love that I love those wee bits yeah and, absolutely uh, yeah. those are just like it's so easy to hook you yeah Dresden yeah. Files I'm, that's me I'm there I'm there and then it also says on the front of the cover I don't know if it's actually on the cover or just in the previous book it com- contains a complete Fair Lady mystery so you're getting a bit of mystery in with it as well so it's something a bit sort of different as mm-hmm. well and then we have uh, we should stop there at section zero number one of six uh, this was actually one that Kieran picked um, the reason he picked it was it said in the description Jack Kirby does the X-Files uh, a team of uh, fearless, adventure, un- fearless adventures uncovers the secrets behind UFOs monsters and lost civilizations in this miniseries uh, oh, okay right um Whereas I remember you looking at it, Keith, because it says, if you yeah, like yeah. Oblivion song... You'll, you'll, you'll <laughs> like Sex and Zero, so this is fantastic, actually, Ronnie. I've never yeah, really... I think, uh, you know, but that's, uh, that'll be on our pull list. Yeah, that could be... Uh, that's a good way of advertising it, stuff. Um, Carl Kessel. That looks like the old image logo, That's it? Shadowline, which is like a subsidiary of it. Yeah, ah. yeah there's there, there are still sort of um, imprints within image. You think of Skybound. Yeah. Uh, one. The artist is uh, Tom Grummet who was the artist on if I recall the death of Superman yeah uh, so that would be a yeah, going back a bit there well not too far <laughs> <laughs> do you remember going yeah. to the comic shop to pick that up so we're two for two for image so far <laughs> yeah this does tend to happen um, after that there is quite a lot of right. stuff that is uh, ongoing series um, but you will come along to one here which is certainly one of my recommendations just to interrupt there before you uh, I was just having a wee look there Section Zero started life as a Kickstarter which oh, is wow. a year okay. ago and it made over $50,000 what was the target? Um, the target was significantly lower um, can't see the target at the moment yeah, but, um, yeah that's, uh, that's a lot of dollars so fair play <laughs> But uh, yeah, I was just saying one of them that was going to be my one of my recommendations. There's actually this is a great double page spread because one's mine and one's Vicky's. But the one for me was um, there's a title called Sex. Now this is written by Joe Casey and it's art by an artist called Peter Kowalski. Sex was this great single issue series. Um, it was all to do with like sexually repressed superheroes. It was almost a case of once they pass their prime and they become like real life citizens, for lack of a better term. You know how can they possibly bring that thrill back into their daily lives from what where they used to be jumping off rooftops and you know stopping crime and all this kind of stuff. So it was a great. It was about thirty issues and. Um, it says here one to five trade paperback. So obviously yeah, so five trades before this. But what's interesting about this? This seems to be a new model for comics because Sex was a single issue release, and then um, Joe Casey used to do little. Um, blurbs at the back where he would talk about like how sales were going and how the book's being received and that kind of thing and he always said that it sold better as a trade than as a single issue so this is actually something quite similar to what we were talking about last month with Lazarus uh-huh. where they're going to release it as a quarterly but it's going to be bumper sized Yeah. well with this uh, Joe Casey decided I'm going to bypass the single issue market and we're going to continue this story in trade um, it's and good this but the first it's, I think there's a danger I think there's a danger that 
Well, how, I suppose you have two audiences. Yeah, really, yeah. Well, yeah, well, you do. And I mean, we're we we we're all part of both of those audiences. But, but then, but I mean, I guess the danger, the danger, the danger loyal this. following, didn't they? Well, this is the thing. One? Like, sex, they couldn't maintain it as a single issue title. Mm. It wasn't popular enough, but it sold well enough in trades. Mm. And that's why Image have said, right, just continue this bit in trades. Yeah. But it's something that, you know, we, we're always complimentary about Image. They're always thinking outside the yeah. box. Yeah. I'm not saying this model is perfect or the future or anything. I would hate to see the demise of the single issue. But for but for a story that otherwise wouldn't be told, I'm happy for this to be an alternative. Mm-hmm. You know, Image will never give up the single issue format. It, it sells too well. Mm. Um but I think this is a great way of continuing that story. I, I personally prefer a single issue to a graphic sometimes because when you look at graphics, like a trade isn't too bad because it's only, it's, but when you get an, an absolute or a big deluxe book, you can sometimes be put off by it. And sort of, um, I, with a single issue, you can pick one issue up and put it down within. For me, it takes me about 15, 20 minutes to read a single issue because I, I take everything in, but I'll only maybe read it once, maybe twice, whereas Alan will read it in half the, ti- half the time, but he'll read it three or four times. Mm. So a single issue I find more beneficial for me because I get more out of it than sort of reading a trade because sometimes like the absolutes, will I, I look at it and go, that's a lot mm. of material. <laughs> that's or, a whole evening right there. But then, I mean, the counter of that is, is also... So, for example, Doomsday Clock, I think, will probably read better as a trade than it does as single issues. But that, I think, is is a product of the way that Doomsday That's Clock hard to imagine that title reading any better. Yeah, <laughs> but... I'm might, just being contrary. Yeah, might, no, well, it'll yeah, definitely exactly. read better as a trade. Of course it will. Uh, but yeah, stuff like that that do take a long time to come out, I do understand why trades would be um, better. This, I think, will, will read fantastic as a trade. It will do, and... I will probably end up getting it as well. And by this, the fact you have all this, six single issues. And yeah. by this, we're moving away from sex. We're going on to Magic Order, which I can't. I am so looking forward to the last issue coming out next week. Yeah. Just to finish the story and. It's been delayed again. Do not do that to me. Because you showed me the invoice yesterday. So you cannot do that to me. There's a word for people like you don't say it. <laughs> but, um. It's such a good read and it, I think this is one of Mark Miller's better stories that he's done and um, it's just like obviously I was talking about it about a month ago saying I can't wait to get this issue yeah. this week or yeah. next week and, oh, that's right, yeah. and yeah. sort of sitting here going I just want to know what actually is yeah. happening I wanted to find out what the what's the book what are you talking about I've already said it Magic Order <laughs> I have said it and this is the volume one trade paperback volume one because they have come out and said that volume two will be um well they were essentially announcing that it was yeah. gonna yeah continue, continue on so I mean, which we we've talked about it probably ad nauseum at this stage uh mark miller uh olivier coupier and uh, it's like a cross between the godfather goodfellas slash godfather yeah, and, and harry potter, potter. Uh-huh. uh and i've got to say vicky if you enjoy the magic order you would love the dresden files books okay. uh, it's it's a very the, the idea of urban fantasy the idea of modern yeah. life and I think and yeah it's just I, it's just one of those stories that sort of like I said I read the first one and then didn't read any after that and then I got off five issues and reread them and sat them and read them I was like holy crap these are good 
and yeah. I can't wait for the next one and then to be told it was delayed for nearly a month I was like I've been devastated welcome to the world of comics this is also true but um, just imagine you were reading Doomsday Clock thankfully I'm not so <laughs> I don't think I can cope with that uh, do you listen to audiobooks? no oh well you should start with the Dresden Files yeah <laughs> I was gonna have, I'll start with the Dresden Files so oh, okay. you, you'll be sorted cool no worries I'll, I can do that whilst driving to work mm-hmm. yeah absolutely Cool. Well, let's move on. So we've also got um, sort of trade other trades as volume one of Shutter. Um, I don't read a lot. It's gonna be trade Shutter. Um, I've read through it before. Um, got you've got loads of trades coming here. I mean, you got Spawn coming. You got uh, the Warning Unnatural. I mean, the next one that sort of caught our eye, I would say, with um, with Image was uh we we've talked about it before well we recommended it before uh which was gunning for hits we're just gonna flip past day number five because none of us want to read what's going on no we really don't but uh, gunning for hits is one we'll talk about this in more detail so this is a this is an show. april release which means we've all read the first issue yeah uh first issue was out um it's uh written by uh by jeff Rovey, who uh who I guess released the regular disc versions. The you know was was part of um, David Bowie's label mm-hmm. in the late seventies, uh, early seventies before Bowie really took off. Uh, you know he was going through a bit, and this is uh, so it's written by it's written with his. And I guess the reason I'm talking about this is, is obviously I, I mean I work in the music industry, so this really appeals to me. Uh, this is going for hits music thriller yeah uh, you know and the first issue was just fantastic uh, the the middle, the middle issue though that might not sound interesting but the middle of the issue broke down in comic book cartoony comic book format which was different from the more serious tone of the rest of the book just exactly how record deals were done you know what I mean and what they consisted of and who got the money and it was really fantastic but the crux of it is that it follows an A&R guy uh, an artist and repertoire guy, someone who goes out into the world from a, a record company and scouts for new new music and new artists. This guy, uh, but his background is as a hitman, so he's got a very specific way of making deals. He's got a very specific <laughs> set of skills, and it's it's all about the way he makes this deal with us. You know, so the first issue just grabbed me. Absolutely fantastic stuff. I think we've all read it. Uh, let's not let's save it for the review show because yeah. I think we all want to talk about it but Gunning for Hits 4 definitely that, that. what I would say is I've just ordered more copies of number one back into the store because I think this is going to be a slow burner but it's going to be a title everybody's uh, going to want to top on it's a beautiful is it, um, a miniseries or is it going to be I don't know I don't know I think it'll be the traditional image model they'll release the first six see how it see sells see how the trade sells and then if people are hungry for more they'll keep going you know mm-hmm. um, so yeah that was uh, Gunning for Hits number 4 it's, that's just more us pointing out a title it's only just kicked yeah. off jump on yeah. it yeah if you're not if you're not reading if you haven't read Gunning for Hits go and grab the first issue yeah. it's a great book great book and again same for Die yeah fantastic book if you haven't read the first issue we can't talk highly enough about that. Yeah. we've already done it alright so <laughs> moving through we've got Hit Girl season 2 um, number 3 obviously it's um, the first one comes out this month at some point. Yeah, towards the end this month. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's Kevin Smith. Um, I'm looking forward to it because obviously Hit Girl and Kickass fan. Kevin um, Smith fan. And Kevin Smith, obviously, just sort of looking forward to it. Um, I see cover A and B is done by 
and then we'll say this better than me. Francesco Francavia, one of the single best artists working today. And then cover C. Must have Italian in you. I love Francesco <laughs> Francavia's stuff. And then the third cover or the cover C is by um, Amanda Connor, um, which is much easier to pronounce than the other two. It definitely yeah. is, um, but obviously she was nice enough so we, to us when we saw her. So we always have to give out shouts to them. Um, moving through. Which is another pick of mine, which is Kickass number thirteen. So it's actually a new story arc. Um, like this started out so strong, um, and I'm loving it. I'm waiting. I can't wait for the next issue to come out. So I'm it's down and dirty gangland stuff, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's um sort of. It's always nice to sort of see a female. Yeah be the badass in a superhero sort of style but that's what's interesting about it. it's not even really superhero style no. anymore you know the way it's the original kick-ass stuff was you know it's uh i've been digging it as well but i like the new direction they went in but what i'm curious about with this one it's a new writer coming on just steve niles steve niles been writing it. this is his it's first issue <laughs> so steve niles primarily is known for 30 days of night like he's a horror writer Mm. Uh, October Faction yeah, is another one yeah. um, he's primarily a horror writer so I'll look forward to seeing what he does with Kick-Ass that might be a really interesting jumping on point there well mm. it's the fact that it's also going to over 12 issues as well because normally Kick-Ass is normally I think 6 issues um, yeah they usually change volume Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but this is quite nice that it's carrying on with the same style and sort of going with um, this way so I'm, I'm looking forward to the this sort of arc yeah. Middle West number six by Scotty Young. We've talked about it before. If you haven't got it, get it. Do you still have copies of number one, two, and three in the store? Uh, Can you number, get them? Got number ones, yeah. Um, uh, number six is indicating it's the end of the story arc, so standard image. I model. have a. F- I am curious what is going to end this year as the best image title because it just keeps spinning from die yeah. to Middle West. And I know it's only one issue, but going for hits. Yeah. And it's only February. This again. Farmland. There's yeah. There's Farm. another one that could take a little, little bird. bird. Yep, that's right. I think we're all um, we're all on that. Skyward's yep. still going. Uh-huh. You know, and th- and it's only February. Like there's so much more stuff that'll be announced. Image wise, it's. See with it's, Skyward, I'm waiting for the second trade to come out because I'm kind of lost in we're we're a wee bit. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. But uh, so. I think. Oblivion song, Oblivion right. song number fourteen. Yep, that's a great, you know. But it's the the strength like of the stuff that's coming out from Image. Um, there's Oliver number four. It's the end of the story arc. Um, I so, didn't read it. I don't know if um, number one's in store. It's like a steampunky retelling of Oliver Twist. Yeah. So um, I haven't read it personally, but Derek Robertson being on art, it's going to be a good looking book at the very least. So obviously that's a, obviously only four issues on that one. So. I'm not sure if it'll be continuing after that or yeah, just wait and see I suppose it depends yeah. sales wise that kind of thing um, continuing on with the uh, the image stuff or are we done with image for now um, I suppose we could mention Prodigy very quickly issue 3 just came out uh, today another Mark Miller joint that one another 6 issue series the Mark Miller joint. Yeah. I think joint. Spike Lee gets joined. <laughs> the cover so of number Mark five Miller gets is so different than the cover of number one. It's oh, yeah. just like, what is going on? Um, fire on three image then to Dark Horse is one that uh, Roddy and myself are interested in. Very interesting. Uh, fighting over who would recommend it. Well, we're, got we're, first, we're partners so we're, in crime here, so we don't have to fight. <laughs> uh, and that's HP Lovecraft's At the Mountains of Madness, Volume 1 Trade Paperback. So. Uh, if you're not familiar with H.P. Lovecraft, you probably should be. 
Um, the man who Stephen King called the Prince of the Macabre, uh, the you know that he that, that Stephen King considers his uh, mentor in the field. Uh, Lovecraft wrote in the nineteen twenties a a cycle of uh, horror, psychological horror and horror books and galactic horror books that um, that revolved around the Cthulhu mythos, the idea that there was these dark dark elder gods that. Uh, that uh, inhabited the universe long before mankind and continue to do so but at the present time lie sleeping waiting to be awakened um, and my my favourite story of, of the, the entire Cthulhu mythos uh, there's a bunch of them the Dunwich Horror uh, the case of Charles Dexter Ward mm-hmm. um, a whole lot of the, those I know Lovecraft wasn't necessarily the best writer per se but his imagination was fantastic um, but at the Mountains of Madness was was one of my favorites um and the the story chronicles this uh, expedition to the arctic in 1930s 1930 early 1930s yeah, something like that uh and uh, which was a much different thing than an expedition to the arctic now you didn't just get a, you know, <laughs> yeah you didn't know if you were coming yeah, back. yeah exactly um it's quite that like shackleton era yeah uh, big style, you know whenever the 30s, but whenever there were still unexplored areas of the world yeah. you know we didn't have uh, satellites or any of that good stuff you know so uh, so this expedition team they go they, they, they trek to the Arctic and uh, there's something a wee bit uh, John Carpenter's thing about it there's definitely John Carpenter which is never a bad year with Lovecraft definitely whenever he wrote the thing uh, you know the they find uh, the crew of their campsite and the dogs and such strewn and dead but uh there's a star-shaped mound of snow nearby and under its five points is a grave and what lies underneath is not human and you know Lovecraft is always talking about these blasphemous sites that he never describes that you're just like what is that blasphemous site? <laughs> you know? But uh, it's the journey that's it's the core of the Lovecraft mythos so they end up discovering this uh, the deep caverns and, and, and deeper time of this inhospitable cyclopean city of things that that went before us that uh, that you know the the fact that the history that we understand is not real and there's more to it than that and you know the gods that we believe in pale and the reality of these evil elder gods that think of mankind as as crazy stuff like it's really you know it's all about insanity and madness and shoggoths and cyclopean <laughs> horrors and yeah so it's, it's it's pretty cool pretty cool any thoughts Roddy? well <clears throat> this uh so it's we would say it's more manga than um it's kind of like a weird mix when i look at it because mm-hmm. it, well, it depends how big the book is as well is it gonna be like but um go Tanabe's like a famous manga artist um he's done another lovecraft book as well um mm-hmm. which the is hound. the hound and other stories isn't it yeah oh the hound of the tin 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 yeah. someone pronounceable lovecraft <laughs> <laughs> Three hundred and sixteen pages. It's obviously all black and white, and it's not. It's actually an early solicitation for it. It's not out until the twelfth of June, so it's quite an early. Solicitation. One week after my birthday, thank you. I know. <laughs> it's about one week before my birthday. Oh yeah, as well, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, looks room for those <laughs> special birthdays of all time this year. But um, that was a shit one this year. Yeah. I was saying to Keith earlier, there's um, a self-made hero book, also based on the, at the mountains of madness and. I think it's one of my favourite Lovecraft stories too. So I'm very, very excited to see what they do with this. 
Did you? Uh, do you have a role play, Roddy? I did not. No. No. There's a a love. Is there a Lovecraft game? There is. It's yeah. called very famous Lovecraft game called Call of Cthulhu, based on the Call oh, of Cthulhu really? story. Play it someday with scary bejeebies out of you. It's great if you get a really okay. good vibe in a really dark room and uh, it's really atmospheric. You know, because Elder God's coming for you. Well, <laughs> some along those lines, but yeah, some good stuff. Some great stuff. Anywho, looking forward to that. And this one's for you again, Keith. Um, so I am a huge Star Trek fan. Huge Trekkie. Have been for many a year, for almost as long as I've been a comic fan. Um, and, you know, 1987, the release of The Next Generation, and so forth and so on. And uh, But I, of recent years, I haven't really been terribly interested. Star Trek Discovery was a fantastic series. Great reimagination of, the, of Star Trek. And... I recently got uh, Star Trek Broken and Broken and Through the Mirror by the Tiptons. Um, so it's kind of reinvigorated my interest in Star Trek. And then recently, then last week, the. Q Conflict. Uh, well, last week was the ADW 2020. Uh, which was a great story about uh, Captain Picard whenever he was the new captain of the Stargazer before he was the Picard, the confident you know, diplomat that we know and love, uh, whenever he was still a cocky young captain trying to prove himself. Uh, so what we've got here and it's kind of it's reinvigorated my interest in Star Trek again uh, I'm really looking forward to the Q conflict which brings all four crews together under IDW I think the stuff that IDW has done with the license is great so I'm really interested in this uh, Star Trek Year 5 number 1 by Jackson Lansing Colin Kelly uh, art by Stephen Thompson and Star Trek Year 5 follows the original crew and as any uh, Star Trek aficionado knows the original start, the original mission of the USS Enterprise was five years. These are the voyages the Star Trek, the, mm. the Starship Enterprise, on its five-year mission. So the series only ever made it to year three. So year five will be what I mean. What happens to the crew in that final yeah. year of their mission? What happens to the Enterprise after the five-year mission? Uh, I mean, we know what they ended up going on to the motion picture, which was quickly made to to. Uh, to com- compete against Star Wars unsuccessfully and then they're at the cam but there was a I'm really interested to see where this goes um, yeah is that Alex Ross uncovered uh, I don't know I don't think so no it's not Greg Hildebrand who is known for Conan the, um, the cards the, the, the Hildebrand brothers cards uh, Marvel trading cards and DC check yeah. earlier podcasts for long History lesson. Yeah, we yeah. Went, I think we, we had a bit of a drunken rant about the Hildebrand brothers, didn't we? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that the, um, the end of year podcast? The end of year podcast that extravaganza. One, yeah. Yeah. The end of year so, marathon. Yeah, there's some good Star Trek coming out from uh, from IDW between Star Trek Year 5 and Star Trek The Q Conflict. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I mean, after that, I suppose the next one would be sort of more Roddy based. Um, based on a certain Netflix show that you seem to be yeah. liking. So disappointed me earlier that nobody has watched Narcos around this oh, table. Oh, I've watched the first season. You've watched the first I've watched season. Watched the first ah, season. I haven't watched. Okay. Uh, is it is it three seasons There's Narcos three and one seasons season in Mexico? Narcos, Mexico. Mexico. Uh, yeah. Really enjoyed it. Just never quite got back to it. So where does that pick up in the series? I think this is related because this one is nineteen eighties, I believe. <clears throat> um, spinning out of the original Netflix TV show, it comes a new four issue miniseries, further detailing the intrigue and danger of the international drug trade of the nineteen eighties. So I think uh, Mexico's nineteen eighties as well, and um, 
I think they're all 1980s, yeah. I believe. Would yeah. it be a spoiler to say that Pablo Escobar dies? Yeah. Yeah. That's an yeah. absolute spoiler. Yeah, yeah, I dare yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure, he's not even, well... He's not dead, he's oh, taking a break. Say, oh, I was going to say something, but then... He's, I was like, that actually is a spoiler. But spoiler I, hate, I hate all that spoiler here. chat, so let's... We'll, spoiler we'll free move, zone. We'll move on. Um, it's, it's history, <laughs> man. It's history. <laughs> well, basically, he's not in the third season. <laughs> Um, but anyway, yeah, um, it's written by Ryan Ferrier, who's a really interesting writer. He's done a lot of stuff for Black Mask and uh, a lot of other indie stuff. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. IDW are picking up some interesting licenses. And I think um, Narcos kind of seems like the thing Titan might have picked up. Because mm-hmm. Titan picked up um, a really great show called Quarry. I don't know if ever anyone ever saw that. It was one series about mm-hmm. it. Max Quarry? No, I can't remember his first name. It could be, but um, it was Titan basically picked up the show. Uh, it was called Quarry. It was about a Vietnam vet coming back home and sort of all the trying to readjust to life, mm-hmm. the American way of life. Was it? It all goes wrong. Was it First Blood? First Blood proper two? <laughs> <laughs> no, Rambo. No, close, but <laughs> okay. it's really fantastic. Um, and Titan did a series called Quarry's War, which um followed it up, and it's like brilliant. And that's kind of. When I was looking at Narcos and the preview art, it kind of, kind of gave me a wee sense of that. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see what they do. Actually, watching, we were talking before the show about uh, Dark Tourist on Netflix. Yes, yes. Uh, which is a really interesting, uh, I guess, docu series, um, in which the the journalist, you know, in charge, does all these holidays that aren't quite holidays; they're more, you know. Uh, forays into irradiated zones and yeah. all of that good stuff but he he went to uh, South America and visited uh, Pablo Escobar's former hit man head assassin yeah, and he's, he was in the mansion too wasn't he yeah yeah <laughs> or the mansion in the, the yeah the prison that Pablo yeah. Escobar was supposedly imprisoned <laughs> in and met this dude who has become a YouTube sensation action uh, hero I can't remember his name yeah, I can't uh, remember that guy's name but the bald guy yeah yeah he was he was a wee bit off the hook so he was for sure yep but yeah um looks good i'm very excited for it but moving on we are going to jump from idw to aftershock yeah i mean after, we don't really foray in the aftershock at all not normally and it's it's surprising that we don't because there's a lot of great um writers and artists on aftershock obviously my perfect italian pronunciation of francesco frangavia Works on a title called Black Eyed Kids, which is really awesome. Um, Donny Cates is writing a title for them with baby teeth. Um, but this one really caught our eye. This is one that Kieran was actually in the store when we looked through the books. And he just stopped at this. Kieran loves like the old Universal Monster stuff. He yeah. lo- That's why I love Swamp Thing so much. It's why he has a big uh, soft spot for these characters. So this one, this looks fantastic. And see, to be honest, I've already about 10 or 11 people with this on their pull list. Because just from our enthusiasm in the store about it. So this is called Mary Shelley Monster Hunter, number one. Um, So just give you a little blurb for it. I mean, the cover itself, first of all, is beautiful. Um, Very Victorian street setting with what looks like almost a large, you know, it's a very snowy landscape. There's almost like a large monster in the background. in the hundreds, is it? Yeah, I mean... As I say, the, the blurb for it is essentially, for nearly two centuries, scholars have wondered how Mary Shelley, a 19-year-old girl, was able to write one of the most frightening and enduring horror stories of all time, Frankenstein. 
But with the most recent discovery of Mary Shelley's secret memoir, the truth is finally revealed. She didn't just write Frankenstein, she lived it. Travelling back to that historic Geneva winter of 1816, Mary, her fiancé Perry, Percy, sorry, sisters Claire and Fanny, and the celebrated poor Lord Byron, find themselves guests of the eerie Frankenstein estate. The macabre and frightening events that follow lead Mary to both a gruesome and shocking discovery. Their mysterious host is not at all what they expected, and their intentions will change the course of Mary's life forever. I think this sounds absolutely wonderful. It doesn't state whether it's a miniseries, an ongoing, I would imagine miniseries personally. Uh, talent on this, Adam Glass is writing. Um, he seems to have done a lot of Aftershock stuff, one called Rough Riders. I don't know if any of you had a read through. Um, he wrote um, a couple of TV series. Supernatural is one of them. Um, okay, well, that, that, that wee fucking TV series yeah. that's like 12 seasons <laughs> yeah, long and still I going. I think it's more than 12. But, um, I think it's up to like 16 or something. I think, he's moved, I think he's moved over to comics completely now. Yeah, uh, well, I saw in the DC solicitations there's a, a Deathstroke Teen Titans event. He's writing it as well. Oh. Um, he also launched another one with Aftershock called The Lollipop Kids. Um, yeah, he seems to be on it sort of full time now. So, um, yeah, really looking forward to that, I have to say. Um, was there anything else that sort of stood out massively in the indie section um, I think there was a John Wick trade yeah oh, John right? Wick <laughs> Jonathan sort of... Wick himself um, yeah I mean John Wick is it became a bit of a joke in the store was when was the next issue going to come out it makes Doomsday Clock look like it's coming out regularly I mean to give you an idea issue one of John Wick came out in, came out in November 2017 there was some chat about that whenever you were in the old store we were barely open. <laughs> November 2017 is a year and three months ago, and there's been four issues released. Um, we're still waiting on issue five, so I would take this with a pinch of salt if it's actually going to be out. What does it say? It's a... Uh, volume 1 hardcover. April April 2019. Okay. So, you know, let's let's stick a pin in that little date. So they've got three, they get three months for, for one more issue. Come well, on. they've certainly had long enough to collate it all into one. Right it is actually a really really good read it's a prequel series uh-huh. sort of showing how John Wick came to be and became a member of the Continental and you know met the concierge there and all that kind of stuff but like the art is nothing special I don't know what's taking it so long um, Doomsday Clock to a degree I understand but um, yeah that's uh, I look. For, I think that'll be a big seller as well because that'll be not long before John Wick 3 comes out I don't so. think I've seen John Wick 2 yet John Wick 2 they're good movies like, yeah. they are it's, um, I saw the first one the first one was really enjoyable but it, it had a dog one. I mean I would go Liam Neeson for my dog yeah <laughs> the second one's just Touch more the subject. same I mean John Wick John Wick 2 it's one of those movie franchises if you like the first you'll love the second you won't be surprised in any way but you'll, you'll enjoy <laughs> um, another thing I was just uh, pointing out was uh, James Bond 007 Black Box uh, trade paperback as well also coming from Dynamite but uh, I'm just loving what they're doing with the James Bond franchise at the moment. Uh, there's a really great ongoing that uh, is three issues in. There's a, a series called James Bond Origin that's been very, very good as well. James Bond is uh, appearing in uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen Tempest. Uh, all of the various iterations of James Bond, uh, oh, yeah. including the original, who was 007 before uh, the first James Bond before Connery David Niven uh, oh no 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 
this was the originator before even and he was oh, okay. he was an old old man and then he fountain of youth now he's young now he's leading all the other bonds including serious serious uh, 007 which is the Daniel Craig you know it's hilarious actually yeah to look at it there's a the, the team of James's good old Alan Murphy yeah uh-huh. um I do see one wee series in here that I was actually going to ask you guys about I picked up the first issue of it last week just because I follow Kieran Gillen on Twitter and he's launched one called Peter Cannon Thunderbolt you guys know anything about this? nope uh, I've seen it I've seen it in the last couple of months uh, previews yeah and, uh, I haven't read it yet yeah, but no, it's getting was, a lot yeah. of good press so it is um, I'm looking forward to jumping into it um, oh, just look at that cover Army of Darkness Bubba Hotep uh, again quite a lot of people have signed up to this so far but issue yeah. one still hasn't dropped so if you love yourself some Bruce Campbell and let's be honest who doesn't uh, you'll want to jump on us so uh, yeah Army of Darkness Bubba Hotep I think that's going to be really really sweet um, anything else stand out yeah I had, a few. I had oh, a few I take it back let me just pass the book to my side here <laughs> to Mr. Indy himself I think are you we, passing the book I'm passing the book oh nice nice wordplay you should write that though well I mean we could chat for a while until I find my the page I was looking for yeah because I remember one of the ones you wanted to put on the board was uh, it had a rather strange name At, is it Atur Ghoul Atur oh yeah we'll get to that um, oh, wait, I think we've established that you can't pronounce names that you know so <laughs> what did you Atur Ghoul <laughs> I got that right. Let yeah, I think you got it right. <laughs> so, um, oh, I'm gonna rewind this back. There was yeah. something you said wrong, aren't I? Forgot. Anyway, Atar Decayed. 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 Hey! Just because you saw Dick Tracy there doesn't mean you need to call Keith a dickhead. Just harsh. Yeah, but anyway. So, Atar Gull, A T A R G U L L. Um, so it's written by I don't know if anyone's ever seen The Death of Stalin which is a fantastic film no I've seen a poster for The Death of Stalin it's 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 based on a comic by Fabian Yuri who's the writer of this wow Um, it's about a man forced into slavery who seeks bitter revenge on those who stole his freedom Fabian Yuri, award-winning writer of the best-selling Death of Stalin and Tyler Cross tells a new story for fans of Django Unchained Atargul is a prince among his people until he is kidnapped by the ruthless Captain Brulart. Shipped to Jamaica and sold like livestock, he suffers pain, loss, humiliation. But Atargul is a patient man and his revenge will be served cold indeed. As this, all best revenges. Yeah, this is, um, I'm a really big fan. This is um, Titan Comics, who they have a line called Statics Press. It's S T A T I X. T I X, yeah. I had to think about it there. I was like, I'll get the X wrong. <laughs> I was teamwork so right to, there. It makes yeah. the dream work. Yep. But um, so Static Express do they'll reprint um a lot of famous um European comics, which like I absolutely love. Um, and they've done Atlas and Axis, that was a brilliant cartoon series about like Viking dogs, mm-hmm. um, who go into battle. It's fantastic. It's so um, it's just so off the wall and funny. And it, it's a what do you call it, guy? Pot. It's P A P A U. You call the, the creator of it. Um, but it's just like there's this un, unseen world of European comics that we don't really see mm-hmm. over here. And I think that's what I really like about what they're doing. They're trying to bring it across by doing like I think this is um, 
might it's an original graphic novel but some of them they've done as miniseries some of some they've done as like what image we're doing with like slightly bigger mm -hmm. um i know i bought one from you that was called um the serpent uh, i can't remember what it was it was like something serpent sword of the serpent yeah but it was um it was a really really thick comic it struggled to fit in mm -hmm. the the bag um so i like what they're doing and this um this seems mm -hmm. just like they're picking the cream of like the european comics creators that's, that's... and trying to bring them to like a uk us market isn't it interesting that you know what we know as comics are for the most part american comics yeah. you know but we accept that to be the, the the regular and then you know in the 80s and 90s we had you know the influx of manga yeah but you know that influx of manga came before an influx of european comics but i think with um like all the image stuff maybe not necessarily the 90s image stuff the um the more modern image stuff is looking that's that way know, that's influenced yeah. by like all the european yeah. stuff yeah. like all the humanoids books and uh like Dargo, um I can't remember the other ones off the top of my head. And even like I'm looking at the TKO books, they're they're mm -hmm. like they're bigger size, they're mm -hmm. band band in design size or whatever you call them, you know, the mm -hmm. big, big American or yeah. big French, quite mm -hmm. tall, very wide books, you know, hardcover books. Yeah. I mean it's funny you talk about whenever you, you talk about British comics you think they've been on the dandy, you know, the comic book comics, yeah. you know, the comedy, you know, or you think Eagle, you think Dan Dare, uh, you know Stormforce, Johnny Red, yeah, you know all the war comics, yeah, you know Commando, oh Commando, yeah, yeah. um, but I guess and then you, like Europe has that too because you have like Asterix, um, Asterix and Obelix, and Ten Ten, uh, yeah, uh -huh. there's loads more, but then you have like the there's stuff like Thirteen, like Thirteen was great, yeah, yeah. and there's it's like French wasn't it, yeah. Well, like there's a French-Belgian connection that I yeah. never quite yeah. know if something's French or if it's Belgian. <laughs> Black Sad was another one I've Black mentioned Sad, before. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's uh, Spanish. Yeah, it's um, interesting. Dark Horse. Because Dark Horse did those. Star Horse, yeah. Uh, I believe so. Um, you can keep talking while I try to find yeah. my pocket. <laughs> uh, um, speaking of, uh, of local comics, yeah, something coming up and... Saturday the night. There is, but yeah, we have I think I, I, Mr. Indy is not finished. <laughs> oh, he's not done yet. I don't think so. Where, where are you looking to go? Or? No, yeah. not at all. <laughs> um, are we all done? Do you guys have anything else, or will you, I launch into my two? Oh, I've got, go I've got two more before we, think, we go for it. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'll keep going for now because we're light on DC, so we're gonna need some indie to fill our playlist, aren't we? <laughs> Absolutely. Right. So the next one, I'm going back to IDW for this one, and it's by Bobby Kernow, who is, um, he's mostly an IDW editor, believe it or not, but he wrote a comic called Wards Valley, I think he's written Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as well, um, but he's also the editor on like quite a lot of different Turtles books. Mm -hmm. um, so this is a four issue miniseries, and it's illustrated by Simon Gain, who's done Godzilla books, and They're Not Like Us. Um, it looks quite cool and again They're Not Like Us was a great wee series yeah, uh, yeah it was, uh, I think it was Eric Stevenson wrote it um, uh, who's one of the head honchos at yeah. Image 12 issue miniseries good yeah. but, um, so this one we were talking about European comics this one looks to go the other way 
to Japan. Mm -hmm. It looks to be quite manga influenced. Um, and seeking a refuge from an unhappy life, Brant returns to his ancestral home in Japan to find a haunted tree and the departed souls that are drawn to it, including his grandfather. Brant attempts to heal some of some of history's wounds, but will he be able to find any measure of peace for himself when someone special from his past returns? So there's not really much to it. Um, there's more preview art I've seen than just what's going on here, but it looks like a very spooky, ethereal, like quite colorful. I reckon it's going to be a tearjerker as well. Um, just looks like a very interesting title, I must say, and it, it doesn't strike me as an IDW title mm -hmm. when I read the blurb. Because yeah. when you think of IDW, you don't think. I always think license stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think I think licenses. I think GI Joe. I think Star Trek. I yeah. think you know. Maybe IDW are picking up what Image is doing, and I, I don't think know. so. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I mean, it yeah. says it all what you're saying about IDW and what they normally do. That on the other page is Dick Tracy, yeah. which is a relaunch by Michael Avan Oemin, who was the artist on Powers, oh. I believe, with Vendus. Um, I actually saw that because he announced it on Twitter, and he was saying the one character he's always wanted to draw was Dick Tracy. So he's actually rather excited to uh, be on that. Mm -hmm. Dick Tracy Forever, number one. Um, so, yeah. Nice. That's next, Roddy. Well, um, gonna have to look for it first. Yeah. <laughs> Shall I just do a crawl <clears throat> and see if there's anything good, or will I jump straight to it? Whatever you like. So, where, where do we get to after? Oh, A for Aftershock. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I'm sure there's a few. go back one. So this, no, pod this podcast well, we, is educational we too. The, we got to the goon, which has an amazing Alex Ross cover. There we go. That's right. Shock stuff right there. But yeah, maybe show aftershock a bit, a uh, bit of love because they've got some good stuff going on. Well, that's it. I mean, even just if you go back there, sorry, there was a great wee page saying stock up on these great aftershock collections. So just no. again to give you an idea, walk through hell, written by Garth Ennis. You've got American Monster, written by Bran Azzarello. You've got Animosity, great title by Marguerite Bennett. Uh, Baby Teeth has spoke about Donny Cates. You've got... Um, Dreaming Eagles was really good by Garth Ennis too. Dark Ark as well, Colin Bunn. You've got uh, Christopher Sabella with Cold War. You've got Amanda Connor and Jeremy Palmiotti with Super Zero. You've got uh, Pestilence by Frank Thierry. You've got Jimmy's Bastards by Garth Ennis. You know, there's a load of great stuff for um, Aftershock. If you don't know much about them, you know do look into them a little bit i think i will actually place an order in the next week or so for quite a few of those because do you know i don't think i've ever seen there's uh, some great aftershock stuff. graphic novel in the flesh yeah i don't think we've had any of them in the store so far um in fact, things of legend in fact i tell you a lie there <laughs> was one came in this week and uh called oh. her infernal descent which is like a retelling of dante's uh, inferno <laughs> do yeah do we want to give this a mention Barack and Black. Nice. Well, I was looking at the other one. Trump's uh, Space Force. Written by Chuck Dixon. Oh, oh, there's there's Trump comics in there called the Trump Who Laughs. I am, the Donald Who Laughs, sorry. I am fun. absolutely against giving that yep. prick any more fucking airtime than he's already so, getting. So, Archie, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Yeah, what that is, is um, it's just putting a couple of issues together. So it is um, because... The guy who writes it, Sabrina, because Sabrina is an amazing horror comic, but the guy who writes it is called Roberto Aguirre Sacasa. He's actually the showrunner on Riverdale and Sabrina, the TV show now. Mm -hmm. So he just has basically uh, ignored the comic books. 
which I suppose is understandable <laughs> enough when you're doing that well, I suppose. But uh, yeah. Yeah, see, now you're into what we like to call the porno section of the uh, the previous book, otherwise known as Boundless Comics. The page uh, just opened on that, Alan. I can't, I'll, I can't I'll just throw this out it. there very quickly in case no, you guys might not even have heard of this. It's a title called Sync. Um, it's from a comic label called Comics Tribe. It started off as a Kickstarter, and it's all about this um, basically hell on earth in a suburb of Glasgow called Sink Hill. Right. where there's this urban legend of these killer clowns who go around in a white van and abduct people. So that's how it starts. Uh-huh. It's like a horror anthology series and you see characters dip in and out of each story. I'm actually collecting in single issue format. It is some of the darkest stuff you will ever read, but it's also laced with Scottish humour. So it's so darkly comedic. It's nuts. But uh, I see there it's as far as issue nine. Um, each issue is essentially a one shot. Yeah. That, as I say characters step in and out of it they, um, they had another one on Kickstarter there recently um, Comics Tribe yeah Wailing Blade yeah. it was called I saw that myself um, but uh, yeah great title if, if you like your, your stuff quite dark um, yeah I would recommend it I have to say but yeah keep talking I'm getting there <laughs> <laughs> go through the Land Forge stuff yeah um, yeah, because you'd recommend the one from Lamforge before. Was it Stiletto? Stiletto, it? yeah. Stiletto number two, Inside Job, is this m- or April of this month. Only Press, I've never really got into Only, although there's one that you recommended last month from Only on the very next page, Morning in America. Yeah. Just has such a Carpenter vibe to it. Just has a They Live vibe to it, I have to say. Part the faculty, part pretty in pink. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Faculty was a good movie. So a lot of Invader Zim, yeah, they've got their licenses too. Um, Wolfborn, that's another one that I know you're getting yourself a series. Yeah. As far as issue three there. Issue three there. Um, yeah, so for this one, I've reached the destination. Um, I think we're going to finish it off with just like a completely off the wall, silly, stupid just a downright crazy comic and obviously podcast doesn't do it justice but you need to go and look up the cover of this what's the book it's called metal shark bro exclamation mark. mark number one is that so metal shark <laughs> comma bro no 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 all no. oh, right metal shark bro okay <laughs> metal shark bro um so it's the the next entry in the new binge imprint where scout releases a world premiere issue followed by the entire story a few months later in one volume uh-huh. so I thought that would be kind of interesting yeah. to mention so they're releasing like a teaser it's, it's like a trailer then, for it almost to then release a trade a few months down the line so uh, yeah that could be it's mm-hmm. a neat idea um, but I'll read you the blurb see what you think what the fin is a metal shark bro uh, well here's the liner note summary a traditional shark stumbles upon Satan's nephew and is forcibly given anthropomorphic I can't even say because I'm just laughing. Uh, and he was given anthropom- anthropomorphic. Oh, come on. Anthropomorphic <laughs> qualities. With his newfound human physique and propensity for violence, he's tasked with collecting the souls of those that have sworn allegiance to Satan. The only problem, he just wants to be a normal shark again. Naturally, he swears bloody vengeance and uh, a whole lot of death ensues. Metal Shark Bro is perfect for fans of Aquatine Hunger Force. 
Tenacious D and Rick and Morty. Oh, you got me with Rick and Morty. Tenacious D meets so, Rick and Morty. What more do you need? I mean, you just have to look at the cover. It was I actually backed it on. It was a Kickstarter. Kickstarter was it? Um, I think it was last year. Um, it's really, really, really good. Just like um, reminds me of like stuff like Shirtless Bear Fighter and. Yeah. and even though I haven't read it, there was a, like Murder Falcon seemed to have the oh, same, yeah, yeah, same yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. vibe to it, you know. Um, so it just Metal it's sharp, bro. an interesting thing. You only have to commit to like one issue, yeah. But then if you want to buy the trade, you buy the trade. If you don't, that's mm-hmm. fine. Um, so um, it looks cool. interesting, and that's um, by Scout Comics. So they look to be done. They've got a whole page. They don't really usually have a whole page, so. I'm, they seem to be doing very another well number one so, there yeah. electric black it's got a very Francesco Francavilla-esque cover to it um, he sort of specialises in those sort of dark horror uh, covers uh, once for land that's um, that's a is that a spin-off from uh, Hillbilly is it uh, the the guy Eric Powell who does uh, Hillbilly I think once for land is a spin-off or either that or he does covers for them or something mm. So he does. But yeah, I think that might be it. There's a John Carpenter Tales of Science Fiction going There's on. Storm King. And There's a couple of guys on it. There's Atar Gull that I previously mm-hmm. mentioned. Um, Shades of Magic Life is Strange. Um, pretty sure they have Bloodborne still going, which is really, really good. And we should also mention that. Black, this is Black History Month, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So that's our goal is going to be April. So that's cool. Um, Robotech still going. Bloodborne, I really recommend. Really, really fun book. Um, yeah, I think think that's it. We're getting into statue territory, maybe. There's some Valiant. There's Valiant, Valiant, which, fans. you know, there are more and more people sort of jumping into a bit of Valiant. Um we have a, a couple of regulars, uh, Mike and Laura, and Mike's a massive Matt Kint fan, and he's recently getting into the Exo Man of War stuff, and he's really enjoying how all, like Valiant is basically one big universe, and you kind of need to read everything, <laughs> it's all linked, it really appeals to the uh, the collector in you, so it does. And uh, there's, there's a new vault title actually, and they're... They're going hardcore with their tribute to old Marvel covers as variants, um, but this new one's called Queen of Bad Dreams. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, written by Danny Lore, artist Jordi Perez. Yeah, looks um, really interesting. Looks interesting. Vault. Um, Do you love a good horror comic? Yeah. Like as I as previously mentioned, these Saboteurs is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looking forward to getting a Fearscape trade. This one looks interesting. And um, yeah, there's uh, there is the Fearscape trade, Fisher trade as well, um, Wasted Space trade. Just looks a bit like Star Wars, doesn't it? Sounds like this is going to be an expensive yeah. month for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, his birthday is. So. <laughs> let's ignore Zenoscope. That's, that's it. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So that nice, nice, easy previous podcast. Yeah, that was so, us. Yeah, we just just about over two hours, you know. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as long as we made it over two hours. <laughs> Is that all you were doing? Just yeah. dragging it out until I said over oh, over no, two hours. One more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, as ever with all the previous stuff, I mean, we have the previous books in the store at all time. You're more than welcome to come in and flick through them yourself. If anything catches your eye, let us know. 
Um, pre-orders are available right up until the 22nd of this month, so plenty of time to get any pre-orders in. Plenty of time to get your uh, Thor by Jason Aaron trade paperback yeah. ordered. Or Amazing Fantasy 15 Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. You know, trade. You know, a- anything basically comes out around Keith and Roddy's birthdays. You want to, <laughs> Just nowhere near either of them. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, Thor, the Thor one was. It was in advance. Uh, one, wasn't yeah. it? I'm just saying you need yeah. to get you need to get Thor by Jason Arnold. Yeah. Well, that has been a three line. That has been a through line for the past few months. You know, whenever whenever Connor was here as our special guest for the for the the, the Christmas extravaganza, the yeah. extravaganza, Thor was his choice. Yeah. Just saying, I would say for me, maybe the, Go for it. maybe maybe the, the the pick of the previews for me. If you haven't if you haven't been on Jason Arnold's Thor, then maybe that trade paperback could be could be the one for you yeah. uh, and then War of the Realms yeah for me um, again it's a little known title but sex is something I'm really looking forward to uh, it was a title I really really dug um, <laughs> bad jokes all around being made right now but uh, that and you know for all the beautiful paid comics free comic book day to the class <laughs> as always fantastic shall I guess magic order is probably what if it ends really badly? I don't, think it, I don't think it will. <laughs> I can see it landing very messily. Yeah. But the thing is, issue five again. We'll probably talk about it more in a review show. But issue five was such an abrupt, brilliant story turn. I'm gonna say we How should do you maybe. Follow that? I'm gonna say we should maybe save that review until the series is finished. Mm. Oh, here's a question. Will number six be out before you yeah. do your review show? No, because review because no. oh, it's out yeah. next week and the review show is probably some point next week. So, yeah, so. it will be and it's reviews for January. Isn't January, it? yeah, yeah. Whoever so. made that decision. I know. I I don't know who made yeah, it. Just wasn't thinking, me anyway. I am just thinking about our <laughs> listeners and the fact that, like me, yeah. they may be behind in their reading. I'm yeah. just glad we can talk more about gunning for hits number one, oh, uh, which will be in the review show. So, um, yeah, I mean that's the preview show. We will just finish off with a very quick, um, you know, gratuitous plug for this coming Saturday. It's a public service announcement as well. It, it is indeed. Yeah, you um, know, public service announcement. So, well, uh, I think we've teased enough on the podcast that we have something coming up don't we um, I think so so it's it's unfortunate that it comes like a couple of days before but hopefully we'll have the podcast out um, in time but I know there's a lot of regulars and I really appreciate everyone's support um, but we're going to have a launch day for a local Fracture launch day Press. yeah so this Saturday coming uh, the, the 9th, 9th of February, February we are going to have a launch for my books at Fracture Press. Uh, so, I think a showcase yeah. is all almost showcase a good a good word as well. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a proper launch for obviously Fractured Worlds, mm-hmm. um, which we have been selling in the store. But you know, obviously a proper launch for that. Yeah. Um, obviously, you've mentioned for the Cold Rain date you have tomorrow with the Inspire comic um, as well, which is the Burning Memory. Yeah, I was going to so say this Burning Memory. So I just wanted to be get you to say. It. Um, but not only that, I mean, we'll, we'll have copies in store of Roddy's first book, um, Tales of Fractured Mind. Um, obviously, Donna's going to be accompanying him to yep. this. You know, she's a ridiculously talented artist. She'll have different uh, goodies on sale and examples for her work on the day. And also, you can get um, Tales of the Fractured World signed by her as well as Roddy. Yeah, yeah. She had a contributing assigned. story on I'm, that. Uh, I'm going to get some cool prints. I have prints. Um, for each of the books mm-hmm. cool. so um, that should be really cool um, just looking forward to like chatting with people um, mm-hmm. but we're going to have 
as you said two special guests we're gonna have donna donna a blackheart um she was in tales of fractured world so as expressed we we are working on something new together her artwork's um, pretty sick it's great it's amazing like, yeah. watching her doing stuff on instagram is just the way she does it is just fantastic yeah i guess we also great. have an example of her work in the store in the local artist wall it's yeah her, yeah we have a for the crew picture yeah. for the crew for the movie um, mm-hmm. and we also have waa custom art who essentially breaks down to aaron and leslie um, lovely looks absolutely i mean aaron is um aaron's been a big supporter of ours for a long time he's done you know spray paint artwork on the floors on the walls um fantastically talented artist really really talented guy one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet as well um and him and leslie have um i mean aaron started out this his own thing called na custom art which was named after himself and his daughter annie um, but then he knows another artist called Leslie Watson and they're good friends they've hooked up so they're sort of joining forces and created this WAA custom art um, but I even think they've plans to expand from there so even if, you ha- if you're a local artist yourself have a good chat with them on the day um, so we're talking about a local comic store supporting a local publisher supporting well, local artists and vice versa as well yeah, it's exactly. really important that we support yeah, Alan and Vicky because that's, yeah. that's kind of what the day's about is trying to say thanks to them for all their support as well yeah. um about the community i believe they're gonna have some offers too um, yeah we're currently repricing a lot of the back issues and different bits and pieces are set up for the day um it's just it's just a nice day to celebrate sort of local community local culture um as as keith so eloquently put it there you know a local store supporting a local label supporting local artists and just showcase that there's talent out there, you know. So yeah. uh, the guys are going to be there all day long. Uh, bless them, they're going to be filled with coffee, I'm sure, all day long. And the and, good stuff of elderflower and lemonade. Roddy's good stuff, <laughs> sparkling elderflower. But yeah, it's going to kick off. With, it's just going to be our normal opening hour. So from 10 a.m. right through to 5 p.m. We'll be in the store at 5:30, but I might, I might let these guys knock yeah, off we'll a bit early. We'll see. But um, no, I'm come down, that. spend a bit of time, chat away. Um, and you know get some stuff signed pick up some cool cool local stuff and uh, yeah go from there so again uh, this Saturday February 9th um, we'll be there we've also got Roland's folder in the store as well so Buddy will have that on his table to yeah some of Roland's prints even some of his original artwork for Fractured World yeah in there. we should probably say Roland's Kellness is the artist for Fractured Mind and The Burning Memory and he also did a story in a fractured worlds. So uh, you know, we we did look he's go- my partner in crime, basically. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we looked into getting him over for it. Um, you know, yeah, just, well, he's he's a busy yeah, guy. To so be honest, he's he's so, very in demand, Roland, at the moment. Yeah. So we have, if we ever get him over, we'll get him on the podcast. That's no, definitely, that's my promise. Yeah, yeah so. that would be fun. Um, so yeah, we'll leave you with that thought. Um, again, with the previous podcast, I'm Alan. I'm Keith. I'm Vicky. I'm Roddy. And we'll see you in the store soon. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks.